Hi everybody, it's me, Ryan Moffitt from ROTM Radio. Just wanted to take a moment to let you know that you can download ROTM Radio via the Podbean app, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many, many more. If you cannot find ROTM Radio via your favorite listening podcast app, just go ahead and pull the RSS feed off of ROTMRadio.com. Here's how it is. The Earth got used up, so we moved out and terraformed a whole new galaxy of Earths. Some rich and flush with new technologies, some not so much. The central planets, thems formed the Alliance, waged war to bring everyone under their rule. A few idiots tried to fight it, among them myself. I'm Malcolm Reynolds, captain of the Serenity. She's a transport ship, Firefly class. Got a good crew, fighters, pilot, mechanic, we even picked up a preacher for some reason, and a bona fide companion. There's a doctor, too, took his genius sister out of some alliance camp, so they're keeping a low profile. You understand. You got a job? We can do it. Don't much care what it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new ROTM Radio, uh, the official podcast of ROTMRadio.com. I'm one of the hosts, Ryan, and with me today uh, is uh, just Zach. Uh, Hey, what's up? Oh. (laughs) Hey, Zach, how's it going? I'm all right. Sweet. And also with us today, back again, the man of many voices and the man of many names, Adam Shea himself, Mr. Shea. Just Shay. Just Shay. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> uh, How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Sweet. So we are back for uh, Firefly Part 2, which has been a long time coming, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty great. Uh, Shay, how are you feeling about this show? I'm feeling pretty good. I watched about... Uh, Seven hours of Firefly today, and uh, I'm feel- feeling pretty brushed up. <laughs> I mean, seven hours of Firefly in any day means you had a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah. uh, Couldn't good, complain. Good deal. Uh, so I was going to give you the opportunity, if you wanted to, before we actually get the show rolling. Do you have any special shout-outs you want to give? Well, I mean, I obviously got to shout-out uh, my, my perfect mother, uh, Donna. I love you, the best mother. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, promise on my part fulfilled. <laughs> so. I'm sorry I forgot you last week, Mom. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to, I was not going to let you forget this time. So, uh, <laughs> really glad you were able to cover that. Uh, but, uh, so it's it's Donna then, right? Not the mother of Shay. <laughs> not the mother of Shay. I, either, either title works. Uh, well, Donna or the mother of Shay, thank you so much for. Uh, uh, listening we hope you enjoy the show um <laughs> but yeah so uh are you guys pretty much ready just to jump right in i think we might as well 
Cool. I'm ready. All right, sweet. Well, uh, we left off uh, on uh, part one uh, on episode four, which was the shindig, and we left with the crew of the Firefly going to be delivering some cattle, uh, which is great because cows in space, why not? And uh, oh. we're going to get started episode five, the safe, or just safe, excuse me, not the safe, because that would, that would imply there's a safe involved, but... Can we just can we just immediately start by saying how romantic the last episode was? You know, you've got sword fights going on for for honor and uh, for two people that apparently shouldn't shouldn't be loving each other. But here we are. And now we're uh, carrying on that 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 whole story arc. Well, so I love the fact that, uh, yeah, because I mean. Malcolm Reynolds and Inara, uh, you know, yes. are definitely uh, there's definitely some uh, some tension there. Uh, if you, I mean, if you were to ask me, I think they're meant for each other. But oh yeah, we've got to have a, we've got to have a little tension in the storyline. <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> and remember, Mal also got stabbed right here, <laughs> <laughs> and he tells and shows everyone. <laughs> He's gonna have a pretty big wound right there by the end of the series. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we start out in the episode safe, uh, kind of a flashback with, uh, uh, Simon river. And, uh, for those mm-hmm. of you who have forgotten, Simon, of course, is the doctor character, uh, who him and his sister, genius sister are on the lamb, uh, running for the, from the, uh, uh, crap. I forgot what they call themselves, like the federals uh, or whatever. No, the alliance, the, ca- the alliance on the cattle, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and sort of uh, a flashback with so River and Simon both uh, being children and, and uh, Simon's like sitting on the couch like doing some sort of homework or something and young River jumps out from uh, uh, the couch and she's like, Simon, oh no, uh, we got outflanked by the independent squad. We're never going to make it back to our platoon. We need to resort to cannibalism. And uh, Simon's like... <laughs> That was fast. Do we have any rations or anything? <laughs> uh, so I, I love this uh, dynamic of of uh, an obviously two genius uh, siblings as you know very young young people. So it sort of gives a little bit of a backstory to uh, uh, at least uh, Simon's responsibilities towards his sister at that point. Uh, but also during this episode, we get another flashback. Uh, to give sort of how River was reaching out to Simon when she was in the Alliance camps and being right. tortured and stuff, apparently. Uh, and, the re- and the way they're, they're sort of showing that is like she was reaching out, but she was doing it in code. And Simon's freaking out, going, telling his parents, like, look at this, you know, look at this letter, you know, like, look at it. And they're like, yeah, it's a letter. She's like, she spelled this word wrong. And they're like, yeah, people do that. <laughs> and he's like, she was correcting my spelling when she was three, you know. So it was like code to be like, hey, come help me. Um, Which uh, for for you guys, did you get any kind of sense at that point that the parents maybe uh, were a little too willfully ignorant of the situation they sent their daughter off to? At that, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Decision? I, I almost I almost wonder if they maybe knew almost the situation or did, maybe did not the we, full extent. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't really get any confirmation on that, did we? Really about 
whether or not they knew what was happening when they sent her there. No, um, I, I don't think we do. I don't think we really get full confirmation on what fully happened to her while she was there. I know we get some hints and some, uh, like, obviously not great things that were happening, uh, which we will talk about in a different episode, but or the uh, okay. one of the other episodes we're going to talk about tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how how much they would have known. They were obviously pretty pissed at Simon for doing anything about it, or right. attempting to, anyways. Yeah, like stick, st- stay in your lane. Basically, is what they were saying to him the whole yeah. time. Yeah, you go, you go, be uh, practice to become an amazing doctor. Right. Don't worry about the. Don't sweat the small, but also very big stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and you have um I think later in the flashback there is there is a confrontation between Simon and his father where I think he says something along those lines and it's he he basically echoes that sentiment of why are you questioning a good thing which is definitely a common trope in every disaster I've ever heard of. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely it was definitely very interesting uh because I mean cuz the whole series so far you don't really see um you just kind of see that obviously there's something wrong with River and her character hasn't really started to get flushed out too much except for this episode you start seeing more of River. Um mm-hmm. which <laughs> is going to get very interesting especially when they uh <laughs> uh somebody thinks that she's a witch. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't remember the name of this, uh, planet that they land on, but they're there to now sell the cattle, uh, that they got from, uh, Mr. Warwick. Um, I can't remember his name. The guy from Shindig. Um, yeah. Yeah. Captain Uh, Baron, Baron something, right? Uh, Atherton. No, Atherton's the, Atherton's the bad guy. Uh, crap. Uh, Warwick. I know it's Warwick something. I want to say Haro or something like that. That sounds about right. Let's go with that. Let, <laughs> yeah, I dig it. <laughs> so they're there to. Uh, they're there to. They're they're there to sell the cattle. Uh, as they're and as they're going in, uh, we we leave the flashback scene into uh, both Simon and River. Uh, I think Simon's trying to give her medicine or something. And she's sort of having like a like a post traumatic you know incident or yep. uh, while it's going on, and so she like knocks the medicine stuff out of Simon's hand and like throws it across the room, and uh, and then she starts like saying stuff in Chinese, and Mal walks into the room, and he goes, so she added cussing and hurling things about to her repertoire. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, uh, she really is a prodigy. And Simon goes, it's just a bad day. And then Mal says, no, a bad day is when someone someone's yelling spooks a cattle, understand? You ever see a cattle stampede when they have no place to run? It's kind of like a meat grinder, <laughs> and it'll lose half the herd. And uh, Simon goes, she hasn't gone anywhere near the cattle. And Mal says, no, but in case you hadn't noticed, her voice kind of carries. We're two miles above the ground. They can probably hear her down there. As soon as we unload, she can holler till our ears bleed. Although I would take it as a kind as if she didn't. <laughs> like, and then River, 
<laughs> it's so good because then River like looks at him and goes, the human body can be drained of blood in 8.6 seconds given <laughs> adequate vacuuming systems. And then Mal goes, see, morbid and creepifying, I've got no problem with as long as she does it quiet like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, like that whole that whole like back and forth right there um, was just great because Mal's just like I don't give a crap that she's crazy. Just don't get in you know don't get in the way of what we're trying to accomplish here, uh, <laughs> which is just fantastic. Um, like, what do you guys think about that? Like that inner that that uh, interchange between them. I, I'm still I'm still stuck on the fact that not only were they flying there to fence the cattle, but they also physically fenced them. Anyways, but um, you know that is interesting because it's like the cattle are in a cargo bay of a ship, and instead of like just leaving the cattle on the cargo bay of the ship, they literally get there. Where do they get the fencing? Do they just keep fencing on board the ship, and or is this like a known? I don't know. They like literally set up a cow pen. To bring them out, and then who's put, the you know, who's the cattle driver among them? Probably River. <laughs> well, we do see that Rivers end up, you know, is like whispering to the cows at one point. Right. So, right. I mean, she might have helped. Although <laughs> Mal seems to think that she's going to spook everything <laughs> the more yep. she is around. Um, I don't know. I just love the fact that, like, you know, because Mal said something about his ears bleeding that river is just like the hu- human body can be drained to blood in 8.6 seconds. You know, it's just like, huh? Yeah. I think it's the first time that we, I think it's the first time that we get, uh, an inkling to the extent of river's power, uh, with her seeming at this point, kind of telekinesis abilities, with with not only physical objects but also uh animals which is crazy um which i guess we don't really ever see again but it seems to be a thing that she can do yeah because she does say melding with the cows Mm -hmm. because she actually does say to the cows they were like or no she says to mal after talking to the cows like they were like you know, uh, she says they weren't cows inside. They were waiting to be. They forgot. Uh, now they see the sky and remember what they are. And then mm. <laughs> Mal looks at Wash and he that's, goes, that's deep. All right, I can't remember if it's Wash or if it's Jay. And he goes, is it bad that what she said made perfect sense to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which also speaks to the fact that, like, I think Mal see, like feels the same way when he's you know, when he's flying around in Firefly um, mm. or Serenity, I should say. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, interesting. So then Mal ends up basically going, uh, uh, telling Simon to take his, you know, crazy sister and go somewhere, which is a little weird because like normally they just stay on the ship because obviously they don't want Alliance, you know, catching up with them. Absolutely. But then Mal's like, Hey, we're on this backwater planet. Like Alliance is not coming here for anything. So you should be all right to just go hang out in town or whatever. And Lawrence Dobson's just rubbing his hands together in the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cause you know, we all know he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. He needs uh, his own spinoff. <laughs> I mean, being shot in the face would kill uh mortal man, but Lawrence Dobson's no mortal man. No mortal man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like uh, I like this episode too because it's kind of when when the uh, romance between uh, Simon and Kaylee starts to flourish a little bit, which is continuously a, an, an uncomfortable romance where it's just Simon being completely insensitive to advances and and ending up making a fool of himself. Uh, we see it when they first get into the. Uh, that shop that they go into where he, uh, as a good segue where he eventually loses, um, river. Yeah. So he's like basically running around, like keeping an eye on river and rivers just kind of joyfully. Like I'm, I'm touching stuff and walking around looking at stuff, which is, uh, which is cool. Um, but you see that Anara and Kaylee are in the same shop and Anara is like right. commenting on the fact that like it seems like, you know, every planet has the same, you know, has the same niche, uh, you know, trinkets to, to sell. Like they're always mm-hmm. like, you know, there's always got these random plates, you know, decorative plates or, you know, a duck or whatever. And and, uh, and they're talking about it. And uh uh, Kaylee, Kaylee, of course, being Kaylee, who's kind of like sweet about everything, is just kind of like I don't know. It's you know, it's kind of nice. Do you think? And then she looks at, uh, she looks at something, and she's like, "Do you think Simon would like this?" Uh, to Inara, and uh, <laughs> Simon and River happen to pop up into the into the store about the same time. <laughs> so this is kind of like you, you know, Kaylee's interested in Simon, and uh, and. Uh, Kaylee said something about, you know, like, don't you think it's fun, you know, to, to be here or something like that? And uh, uh, Simon says, it's fun being forced to the ass end of the galaxy to get to live on a piece of less oh. say wreck. <laughs> I guess less say is supposed to stand for garbage. Um, and he goes, and to eat moldy protein and be bullied around by our Pian Jun Dun Jiao. <laughs> I, I can't. I this whole state sentence. I, I'm I think, gonna butcher that. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, piece of Jun Dun Jiao Cheng Ren, which supposed to mean stubborn disciplinarian of a captain. He goes, "It's fun." And then Kaylee, who's super offended, says, "Lessay," and uh, Simon's like, "And Simon's like, what?" And she goes, "She's just like." I don't think fireflies less say. And he goes, Oh, I, I didn't mean that. And he's in Kaylee's like, no, you meant every word of it. And you're just like, Oh, uh, crash and burn. Uh, and, <laughs> and he's like, he realizes like, Oh, I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And, um, you know, she's just kind of like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I was just being, and she's like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and not letting up. Yeah. And, and he's just like, I mean, Obviously, uh, Simon is frustrated because, you know, I think even Kaylee says, you know, they they he's used to like living on the central planets with all the lux- you know luxury and stuff, and and now here he is stuck on this you know stuck on this rinkadink you know cargo ship out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, even, but Kaylee even says like, you can't, you must not be able to think highly of the people who, you know, who pick this life and, you know, which then Simon's like, well, crap, Kaylee's one of those people who picked this life, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So obviously 
which I love the fact that the whole show, it's kind of like this. You, you'll see you'll see all the time, like, Simon and Kaylee getting close, and then Simon opens his mouth. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, yep. But at the Blow same that. at the same time, I'm I. It's interesting. You know, like obviously, Kaylee has an interest for Simon, but when Simon starts showing an interest back to Kaylee, I'm thinking like, is it just a numbers thing? The reason that Simon's actually interested back at Kaylee because most of the show Simon doesn't seem to have any interest except for getting his sister better. Um, I I don't know. What do you guys think about that? It, like, it doesn't seem like the the romance itself is organic really between them well you know i'd have to say that the guy has a lot on his plate and um i think that that's that's kind of what makes the what makes their relationship a little more um sentimental i guess uh, a little cuter is the fact that you know she really likes him but he's just completely oblivious or if he's not oblivious he's just so consumed with understandably what's going on with him <laughs> you know it's um you kind of you you end up rooting for kaylee which is good she's uh, the best character in the show but um we want her to be happy <laughs> yeah i think we do find ourselves always rooting for kaylee which yeah. you know um you know <laughs> we love kaylee <laughs> um so but like i said i, I don't know it is interesting because, like you said, he is a guy who's got a lot on his plate. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that could, you know. That, Terrified that... of being assassinated at any point by <laughs> alliance <laughs> right. bounty hunters. <laughs> and I love the fact that it's so awkward because uh, um, he sort of loses River. Like, River kind of runs off to do whatever. And as he's, you know, he goes to start looking for River, he's standing there. And this posse of like sheriff men or something come running by him. And he's just like, he all of a sudden gets frozen. He gets this awkward, like he puts his hand up and, and he sort of waves at them. And he's like, good morning, officers, like completely drawing attention to himself. Yeah. uh, Speaking of which we should touch on like the cattle situation where they kind of find out that it was a little bit of a setup and that the Alliance, um, cause, cause they touch down and they bring the cattle to the, to the fencers. And it turns out it was an ambush from the Alliance, right? Where they shoot the, or they're, no, they're going no, no, to, it wasn't a, a, the, the, like the lawmen were after the guys who were going, who were there to oh, buy okay, the right, cattle. Okay, right, so it's like, right. like literally worst timing ever for, uh, for book. Mal and <laughs> oh yeah, definitely for book, but like it had nothing to do with them. And the okay. All right. I, and these guys could be like I, I don't know how I don't know how the law enforcement arm of the alliance works, or if this is like local planet side law enforcement, or do they have to answer to the alliance? I don't know how that works. Um, but they seem to be just like local sheriff guys that just. Like I said, it almost seemed like they rounded up a posse of men. And of course, because they're out there trying to arrest them like a shooting. This is the episode, though, that I really like look at. I know we got off on a long tangent last time about like the the gun sounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like this is that episode where literally for the first I'm listening to this episode and I go. There's a lot of pew pews happening, not bang bangs like lasers. 
<laughs> it, it's definitely laser sounds at this point. And I'm going, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to bring this up. That was just like, <laughs> ah, why? Because uh, they're like, they're just like, pew, pew, pew. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, but at the same time, you see like bullets hitting dust and like, you know, ricochets. I'm like, dude, lasers do that? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but I won't get off on a 40 minute tangent about gun sounds again. So I just wanted to bring it up because I heard it and there it was. Um, but it looks like they were using blanks. So, you know, I bet they didn't want to scare it. No. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while this is happening though, Shepard book gets shot and, um, book, uh, they rush over and they're, you know, and book says, uh, that's quite a lot of blood, isn't it? And Mal says, just means you ain't dead. And then book says, I'm afraid I need a preacher. <laughs> um, and then Pal says, that's good. You lie there and be all ironical. <laughs> um, yeah, we're so. still, we're, we're still kind of um, hanging in the air. Uh, have we covered the episode yet where they, they bring book to the, uh, infirmary on the, Oh no, this is, the, this is that episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll get there. Let's see. Well, the whole reason they have to uh, go to the Alliance ship is because all of a sudden, because you would think, oh, they have a doctor. Let's go find Simon because Doc, Dr. Simon should be able to fix up Preacher Book. Mm-hmm. But, dun, 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 all of a sudden Simon's getting kidnapped by locals. Oh, Because yeah. apparently on this planet, the hills have eyes and <laughs> they snatch people. <laughs> nice. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. It it had a huge um being a big fan of like the Stephen King Dark Tower books. Um one of the books, uh Wizard in Glass, I think it's the fourth book, where he completely derails from the story and goes back into like uh Roland the main character's backstory where it's it's a really similar scene where they get caught up with a bunch of uh I guess locals I'd say that are extremely superstitious and there's a crazy kind of witch hunt thing that happens. Uh, definitely doesn't turn out as good as it does in Firefly, but um, yeah, there's always that uh, a, a group of desperate people looking for a scapegoat for why they're suffering and find it in a pretty unnecessary person. And it ends up being a nightmare. And uh, yeah, luckily they they work it out a little better in Firefly than they do uh, in the <laughs> Stephen King book. But <laughs> well, it's interesting because bo- when they kidnap him, uh, at first you're like, you're not really sure why he's being kidnapped, and it becomes very clear all of a sudden once they said something. Like they get him to the little village, and they're like, "Hey, we 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 got our, we got ourselves a doctor." You know, it's like, yeah. oh. Okay, so they're not just going to straight up murder him when they get out, or try to rob him and get him. Because I thought, okay, they're going to hold him for ransom or something, and then, you know, there's going to be some sort of scene like that. No, they just somehow knew he was a doctor, which I don't know how that worked out either. That's true. I like that's not explained at all. You know, I th- but I think somebody mentions that he's dressed fancy at one point. <laughs> That, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that's the uh, that's the attire of an off-duty doctor. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I yeah. Like I said, we don't know a lot about this universe because it never got flushed out, um, even though it's so right. good. <laughs> um, but I love the fact that, like, 
River thinks that Simon's playing hide-and-seek, it seems like, and ends up showing up where the kidnappers are in the middle of the woods dragging him through there. And she yeah. shows up, and she's like, I found you. And he's like, crap, River, what are you doing? And then, like, no. they end up kidnapping River also. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which was a little weird because it's just like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because she's, she's so connected to probably especially her brother's wavelength. You know, when she finds out he's in trouble but then gets confused when she sees him and, like, there's people dragging him around. She probably doesn't put two and two together. Then it, it all goes south. We go south, but then in a very like. At first, it's in like a very good way because, like I said, they get him to this this you know he does some good at the village there because he's able to kind of treat the people that are there who are injured and sick and and stuff like that. But uh, um, yeah, she's she's probably picking up on that. She probably knew their intentions and knew that they had good intentions, but with very bad execution. <laughs> right. Um, I kind of forgot what, what was happening. Oh, so while this is all going on, uh, of course, now the crew of the Firefly can't find Simon. They've got a man who's been shot in the chest, you know, and uh, Mal and um, Zoe don't have enough medical expertise besides what they learned in the war to try to save Shepard Book. So they take off and they end up coming up to a Alliance cruiser and then they end up docking with the Alliance cruiser, which is kind of like, okay, they must really like Shepard Book because who knew they were going to make this kind of call to actually try. Yeah, we had experienced this same ship in the episode before, right? Right, yeah, because that's when the... uh, Because Mal saved the guy's life and they they let the crew of the Serenity go. And then, so like, well, shit, our only option is to go back up there and try and try get, and get, yeah, help. get him. Yeah. Get him treated, which they were not willing to give them at first at all. Yeah. The Alliance commander, when they first get there, they said, uh, uh, we aren't an emergency facility captains. Our services aren't available to simply anyone. Exactly. And then, uh, which by the way is like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I'm not a fan of the Alliance now because I'm worst, like, oh, worst military. Ever. Yeah, I thought that was a little <laughs> bit messed up. Like this guy's literally got a gunshot wound to the chest, but like, like, sir, we we don't just give medical facilities to anybody. Like, you know, just almost yep. like f off. I'm like, huh. I wonder if the Empire would. Could you flag him down in your, uh, you know, in your uh, YT thirteen hundred uh, <laughs> Millennium Falcon <laughs> freighter and be like, uh, my my my. Uh, my friend is hurt, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I would I would hope so, you know. But you know, at least send a droid over. But that's Star Wars, not not Firefly. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, but what's crazy about this is so the Alliance commander is like, we we're yeah, we don't basically we're not going to do this. And then Book says, uh, he says, you know, injured obviously, but he says like, Commander, my my ident card. So they pull his ID and run it through like a scanner thing. And then the Alliance commander goes, get this man to the infirmary at once. And then we're all like, okay, WTF? Like, what's going on with Shepard Book? (laughs) We're still wondering about that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's got some sort of ident that makes him available, you know, gives him the clearance to just jump right on an Alliance cruiser. Which, of course... 
Yeah, Mal's now like, what the crap? Right. And spoiler to the last episode, I'm not going to go too into it, but uh, the bounty hunter has just taken out Book, you know, and the person and whoever I, I think uh, Simon's with him, and he's like, why would like why would you do that to a helpless shepherd? And he just looks down and he obviously recognizes him and goes, that's no shepherd. And that's the last thing you hear about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the last little bit we get about Shepard before we learn nothing more about him. But yeah, it's very mysterious, incredibly intriguing. Yeah, Shepard book. Hit the uh, erotic fan fiction to figure out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Send me some links for sure, man. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love that you threw erotic in there. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Do Simon and Kaylee ever hook up? <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so while this is all going on, and they really didn't, they didn't shed any light on anything else besides they piqued your interest and gave you a little bit of a mystery. And which is good. I mean, if the show would have continued, and God, we hope it does um, at some point. Uh, do it. Do it. Whoever has the rights to this. J- Joss Whedon, if you're listening to this. Okay, so I will say last time I said I think his name is Josh. Uh, don't know why I never noticed the spelling of his name. It's J-O-S-S. S-S, yeah. Yeah. So I don't actually know how that's pronounced. Were you were you calling him Josh? In the yeah, I episode? thought it was Josh Whedon. I, I don't <laughs> I know why. I didn't even notice that. I think my I think my brain saw J O S S and threw an H on the end of it because of course, <laughs> duh. Like my brain's just like, I I tend to do that sometimes. I'm I'm I, I don't know what you want to call it. Like I don't know if it's some sort of weird di- uh, dyslexia or something where <laughs> Bord- I'll be borderline. reading <laughs> and I'll just start filling in stuff in my mind before I've actually read the whole thing. So, um, <laughs> like I start you know I do that with words a lot. So, like reading sometimes I have to be like wait. No, actually, read what it says. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, we get a little bit of a titillating, uh, you know, intrigue there of like, ooh, is Shepard Book some crazy badass that we, you know, secret badass we don't know about? Because obviously, on the ship, he's just doing Shepard things for the most part, um, and uh, uh, I don't know. So while that's going on, though, Simon and River are in the little community of kidnappers and having a are, great time. Yeah, you know, Simon's doing doctor things and uh there was a little girl that was like like mute basically. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Like, you know, mute, but it it turns out she was basically mute because of a traumatic event. You know, she yeah. uh she apparently watched her mother kill her sister and then, you know, her mother tried to kill her, which, I mean, that's a tr- very traumatic event to try to live through. Who um, hasn't seen that, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's interesting the way, uh, you know, because the, the nurse who, or the lady who, I guess, is acting sort of, sort of as the nurse who lives in the community was working with uh, Simon trying to help him out. And um, River sort of speaks all this into existence. And... You know, the the nurse says, oh, she opened up to you. She spoke to you. And then River was like, oh, no, she doesn't speak. And she was like, well, how would you know that? (laughs) Basically, like, you know, River 
can't yep. explain that she's somehow somehow like telepathic, at the, and this is really re- where we really see like oh she's actually got some sort of telepathy going on, definitely, yep. and not so just she, with cows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, and it's weird because it's like it's not a, it's not like an emotional empathy. You know what I mean? It's a like it's a legit telepathic ability. Like you know, it's not just a. Uh, I'm trying to think of the character on uh, St- uh, Star Trek: uh, The Next Generation. Um, I forget her name. She's uh, one of the female bridge officers, but she was like an empath or whatever. So she could yep. she could feel the feelings of people, but not you know necessarily you know like she couldn't exactly explain what they would mean you know. But she'd be like you know. Yes, Captain Picard. They feel very angry. That's all I'm sensing from them. But yeah, it's it's like an intrinsic and uh, but also um, uh, involuntary uh, being subjected to people's emotions and thoughts. Yeah, so it's pro- probably incredibly overwhelming. Ah, uh, Commander Troy or Lieutenant it's something Troy was her name. Ah, uh, yes, Doctor Spock. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I'm, so I'm, this I'm, is where it's different, though, with with River, because River's legitimately telepathic at this point. But I don't think she can control it all the time, though. Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think it just comes and goes, and right. but which obviously, and I don't think she fully understands it, and that's so that's sort of the problem here is like she doesn't really know why she she can do this, which then, like we discussed the last time, where it's kind of weird, like this whole very very advanced society where. You know, they can fly around in spaceships and they can terraform planets, but then they have backwaters that are completely backwards and don't know anything to where this lady is literally like, you know, starts quoting the Bible and basically calls uh, River a witch, you know, which is like, oh, that's just great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When I first saw it, I thought, uh, like, I thought it was going to be like, um, like, I don't know, like she was just amazed by it. And then it was like, oh, no, she's actually terrified of it. And was just like, oh, my God, witch, burner. Yeah, the classic people being afraid of things they don't understand, even though it could help them tenfold. (laughs) Yeah, right, because the lady literally just says, like, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. And you're like, excuse me? (laughs) It's it's, it's just like, what? It's like the definition of the human condition. (laughs) Something that could save you freaks you out so much and it ends up destroying you <laughs> well so it's interesting because they're like you know they basically <laughs> accuse her of being a witch like, like i said i it's so mind-boggling to me because i'm like these people even though they live in an advanced time are not advanced whatsoever like i don't know if anybody today actually lives like the people that you know <laughs> you know like i don't know <laughs> uh it's crazy um, yeah, they, they say it right in the intro. Some rich and flush with new technologies, some not so much. <laughs> but, but even if they didn't, but that's the problem I'm having is like, even though they don't have the technologies, like, I, 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 I'm like, are they taking people from like birth and then throwing them on these random planets and just giving them horse and carriage? Or like, I don't know how that's working. <laughs> like, but then again, I, I guess I would. I guess you would have people who probably, if there's generations of people being born on these planets, who are so poor that they're doing horse and carriage kind of thing. Right. Maybe eventually the people that knew before just die out, and then a little Living. bit of knowledge is lost each generation. 
at the risk of alienating fans, they live in space, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You can you can edit that out if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh <laughs> um yeah, that derailed my whole train of thought to me. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll do two seconds of silence so you can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I'm just like, I was like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got my dig in at Space Alabama. Well, it's funny because I'm like, I'm sitting here going, I'm sitting here just thinking like, that is funny, but how do I, how do I smooth <laughs> that edge? You know, <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so they accuse her of being a witch and basically bring her into the town, and the and the villager uh, has some sort of like magistrate or something who's like, uh, you know, basically like, you know, sorry Simon, we have to burn a witch. That's our laws. That's the laws of the Bible. That's the laws of God. You know, that's what we've got to do. And he's like, she's not a witch. <laughs> you know, like, right. um, and it's funny because he's. Like at first, the magistrate almost seems like, or the 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 elder of the village, almost seems like a reasonable person, and he's like, uh, he's like, you didn't mean anything by it, did you, young lady? And River, who I, this is, and this is why I don't think she can help; she can't control the power that she has. She right. literally looks at this guy, and she's like, you know, says something about like, uh, you haven't been the magistrate for long, you know. Like the other guy, basically starts talking about how the this guy murdered the guy, the predecessor before him, and he's like, realizes like, oh crap, uh, kill her. Yeah, he goes, huh? No, she, she's definitely a witch. Burn her. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so then they they start like, you know, they start to like stack wood around her and stuff like that. And Simon's like, you know, if you're gonna kill her, you got to kill me too. And does the whole like jumps up on the pyre and, and like hugs her and he's like going to stand there and die uh, as well. And you think it's totally, you know, uh, cause rivers or Simon's like, go ahead and light it. And then the rescue scene happens. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yes. Serenity shows up like, you know, you hear like a gunshot. Serenity shows up, like flies over the top of everybody. And everybody's like, oh, my God, there's a spaceship in the sky. I mean, they believe in witches. So, I mean, a spaceship must be like, <laughs> holy crap to these people. Right. And <laughs> the yeah. doors, the doors open up and Jane has like a harness on and he's hanging out the side of the spaceship with a giant freaking machine gun. And he's like sitting there pointing at everybody. And then Mal comes around the corner and Mal says, uh, appears we got here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? And Zoe says, big damn heroes, sir. <laughs> uh, big damn heroes, sir. So then the magistrate says, like, he's like, this is a holy cleansing. You cannot think to thwart God's will. And Mal yells back at him. He goes, y'all see the man hanging out of the spaceship with the big gun? <laughs> now, I'm not saying you weren't easy You weren't easy to find. It's kind of way out here, and he didn't want to come in the first place. Man's looking to kill some folks. So really, <laughs> he's just, Jane's always looking to kill somebody. Uh, love Jane. He goes, so really, it's uh, it's his will y'all should be worried about thwarting. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Saves the day like a boss. So... 
Mal, Mal cuts uh, cuts River down, and and uh, the magistrate was like, "No, you can't. That girl's a witch." And Mal says, "Yeah, but she's our witch." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's our witch. <laughs> which is which is I think definitely the first time that we see Mal accepting Simon and River as people that are going to be sticking around for a while. You know, he is. I bet through the whole episode, you know, his character would be like, this is ridiculous. Why are we even doing this? You know, but he's a nice guy. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting too, because it goes right back to that whole idea of, you know, like they're, you know, they're, they're criminals and all this other stuff, but it's like, they are good people and they have a code and they stick together. And Mal is the captain definitely enforces that 100%. You know, you're not getting away with hurting his people. For however long they are his people, unless you're Jane, and then he gives them a, a hard pass. But <laughs> yeah, um, so that comes I, I in the next few episodes. <laughs> so I will say um, one of the pro- probably the funniest quote besides you know Mal's whole whole thing about Jane wanting to kill some people. Uh, there was uh, so while so they sort of figure out that Simon and River had been uh, kidnapped and. So Jane's just like, oh, well, they're lost, you know, <laughs> forget about them or whatever, right? So Jane goes into Simon's uh, room and starts going through their stuff. And he's like, yeah. he's looking for valuables. And he finds Simon's journal and he goes, he opens it. And he starts pretending to read and he goes, dear diary, today I, <laughs> today I was pompous, I was pompous and my pompous. sister yeah. was crazy. Yeah. I have that written down too. <laughs> Yeah, I was pompous and my sister was crazy and we all got kidnapped never to be seen again. <laughs> and he says, it was the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not get past this episode without giving that about without reading that quote. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, he's clearly also not reading the diary when he's saying that he's just like <laughs> flipping random pages and saying that. <laughs> Uh, and unless you guys have anything else to add, that's uh, that's safe. Yeah, let, let, let's let's nope. send it. <laughs> there was a lot more meat to that episode than I thought. We, yeah, I think than I think any of us thought. Really, here we are an hour later. <laughs> oh man! Um, so the next episode on the list is our Mrs. Reynolds. Oh boy, Zach, why don't you get us started on this one? Would you? What'd you think? Um, that was. Just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. So Mel's fake. I thought it was interesting. Um, I I thought it was weird because I it kind of I thought maybe I missed something um, when it started. Uh, and I, I I don't I mean I don't have much else to say until we unless you want to just dive right in. Pretty much, uh, we find out that Mal has been married, uh, or he got married recently. Yeah. As to a woman he doesn't know. It's part of a deal. It's like you get this this booty and this booty, if you will. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because at the beginning of the episode, uh, these once again we've got horses and like a covered wagon that's going through like a creek or something, and these other horses with bandits on it like surround um surround the uh the carriage and come to find out like the two women you think that are women sitting on the front of the the covered wagon are Mal and Jane, like in dresses. (laughs) And, uh, 
<laughs> so they're like, oh my God, it's so funny. Um, like these bandits are like, hey, we're going to rob you basically. And uh, Mal, <laughs> Mal is sitting there, or no, it's Mal in a dress. Uh, and Jane just looks like Jane. Um, but uh, they said to... <laughs> They said to Mal, who's in the dress, but he's got like a bonnet on his head and he's got his head down and they're like, miss, put, you know, take your bonnet off or whatever. And Jane goes, oh, I wouldn't do that. I married me a powerfully ugly creature. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mal, Mal says, how can you say that? How can you shame me in front of new people? And then he looks up and it's Mal. <laughs> I married uh, me a powerfully ugly creature. God, Jane. Uh, he says you've been bird dogging these township uh, for a while. Folks around here wouldn't mind uh, mind a corpse of you. And uh, then he <laughs> says, "I swear by my pretty floral bonnet, I will end you." <laughs> That's so good. Oh, yeah, I, I loved how the whole crew was. Uh, um, when when you know how like whenever we're at the part where. Um, they're finding out that like he got married, right? Yeah, yeah, and and everybody's a little confused. <laughs> well, yeah, so, ba- so-, <laughs> so basically, real quick before we get into that, so you see basically that they 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 got hired for this little job to protect these townspeople, and then the townspeople like they're all celebrating and having a party because yay, we got rid of the bandits, and then you know of course the the VIPs of the of the party are the crew of. Uh, of serenity who helped the town out. And then the magistrate of the town or the, you know, the patron, whoever, you know, he gives them some money. And then, uh, there's this weird, like there's this, there's this girl who is trying to dance with Mal and then puts like a reef on his head and stuff. But it's all this like slow motion scene stuff going on. And, uh, but then that's it. You're just like, okay, cool. And then that's when we start finding out things. (laughs) And introduce one of the greatest characters from the series, which I really didn't like uh, a Saffron at first, but what what a great character. She's the biggest swindler that we meet in this in the whole entire series. Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> it's like continuously impeccable with her swindling. <laughs> Which which leads to some funny situations in in later episodes, but well, it, it's interesting too because it's like they it's literally the next day after the whole the the whole party thing, and they leave like they're now up in space, yeah. and all of a sudden here's this woman shows up out of nowhere. Basically, she hid on the ship. You know, was a uh, um, Shoot, what's the word for that? Uh, stowaway. Stowaway, yeah. She basically yeah. stowed away on the ship. And Mal's like, oh my God, who are you? and Why are you here? And she's like, I, I'm your wife. <laughs> you don't remember? Yeah. Oh my and goodness. I, and I was just like, um, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and was it uh, Zoe? Zoe that finds him? Or that walks in? What when she's like stark naked standing yeah. in front of Mel? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting times. Like, uh, well, no, 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 no. Whenever, so whenever they first meet, I can't remember who it was that first sees them, and then and then that person calls, goes and grabs the whole crew. I thought that was Zoe. 
I, I, I for that? some reason feel like it, that was Wash, but just or, because or it, like, been wash. it, it, it yeah. was very comedically timed. But I honestly don't remember who, because mm. they're just standing in the in the like the cargo bay by themselves, and then. Um, Although it might have been, it might have been Zoe because I. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, Wash doesn't seem like the guy that would be like, "Hey, everybody!" You know, like yeah, no, Zoe I'm would totally sure, do that. I'm pretty sure Wash was flying the ship because, of course, that's his job. Like, <laughs> and I think, uh, I think Zoe actually, I think it was Zoe because I think she actually like hits the intercom and goes like, "Yep, you know, like basically everybody get down here. Captain's got a wife." <laughs> Oh, you know what I just saw that's crazy? Yeah, well, no, he, he was like, oh, there's something important in the cargo bay or whatever. Yeah, we need, like, the whole right. crew here. <laughs> He's just like, thanks. Thanks for this. Uh, so, what were you going to say, Shay? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was just reading that uh, in in the episode Safe, Zach Efron actually appears as young Simon Tim. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. I, I feel like I can see it, but I didn't even yeah. think about it being the him. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge um, Zac Efron fan. I'm a, I'm a huge High School Musical fan, so you know it's. Heck yeah. <laughs> hey, that works. No, Anyways. so what I what what I love about <laughs> um about them calling, uh, they call everyone in, and then they everyone just proceeds to just give them crap um, because they're, they're just like, Oh my gosh, you're so mean. You know, he's just like, I'm not married. And they're like, why do you keep saying that? Aren't, don't you have, don't you have any like feelings? And he's like, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't know who she is. I didn't marry her. She's not my wife. And they just keep <laughs> making it seem like he's just being a jerk when he's yeah, just trying right. to say, I didn't marry her. Yeah. How, how are you guys not, smelling that this is a bad situation <laughs> well it's one of those two where it's like you immediately like you immediately feel bad for both saffron and mal and then you're yeah. like everyone's like trying especially anara like anara like basically makes mal look like just a complete jackass but i'm sitting there going like it's not mal's fault <laughs> Like, how is he supposed to? Because so basically this whole little, you know, random, you know, ceremonial thing of like the placing the reef on the head and all this other stuff was a marriage ceremony. And he's like, how was I to know that? You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I feel bad for her because she, you know, I, I feel bad for her at first. Uh, let's say. I was about to say, yeah, she. Because she's like, playing it off yeah. like she's just like this completely innocent child who, you know, is just like. Um, you know, all I've ever wanted was, you know, to get married and here you are and now you don't want me. Am I not pleasing to your eyes? And he's like, ah, ah, stop. <laughs> you know, just like, uh, um, this feels wrong. <laughs> well, and I, I love the reaction of Shepard book because Shepard, he's hilarious. Cause he's just like, he pulls Mal off to the side after they sort of break the whole, uh, group teasing up. And he, he, he says to Mal, he says, uh, if you take sexual advantage of her, you're going to burn in a very special level of hell. <laughs> the level that they reserve for child molesters and people who talk at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And you're oh, like, I love that. You're like, wow, yeah. Shepard Book really does not like people who talk in theaters. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I thought it was great. Um, 
because later on, you know, they, they're getting in the room and then she shows Mal the goods and then Mal oh. goes, I'm going to that special hell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. He's <laughs> looks like I'm going there. Well, and I love how when he first sees her, he goes, Whoa, Hey flesh. <laughs> oh, man. oh, what do you not like how I look? No, no, that's not, that's not the issue. Trust me. Well, and I love how <laughs> I love how she starts making a quote. Uh, she uh, a passage about sex from the song Song of Solomon out of the Bible, and Mal just says, "Whoa, good Bible." And then he says, "He goes, it's been a while, a long damn while since anybody's took me, uh, took or anybody but me took hold of my plow." <laughs> like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I do feel like the episodes get like more and more sexually promiscuous as it goes on. They get a little more comfortable with their innuendo. What's I mean, it's so funny. Yeah, um, is, yeah. But before that, all that happens, I remember also that uh, so Mal's basically like, hey, we'll drop you off at the nearest planet. You know, you can you can go live a life that you want to live. You know, and she's like, but I am living the life I want to live, you know, with my <laughs> husband, you know, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, at that point, I'm starting to like at first I'm feeling bad for her. But at that point, I'm starting to be annoyed by her because I'm just like you're brainwashed, you know, just. You don't have to do this. And for me, know. the whole episode gives like right off the bat, this feeling of anxiety. I'm like, when is this horrible thing going to happen? You know, cause she's, obviously Oh yeah. Cause you know, you totally know something's going to happen, but what does happen? Yeah. I will say took me by surprise. The first time I watched it, I was like, Whoa, Definitely. You know? uh, but I did think it was funny because so as they're sort of establishing, like, she wants to be his husband or her, his wife. And he's like, no, he's like, basically like, Hey, make, you can make yourself useful while on the ship. And so she makes him dinner and he's like, Oh, well, thanks. You know, and wash walks in and he was like, Oh, <laughs> quaint. And then Zoe's like kind of <laughs> aggravated because he's, um, cause like wash looks at what he's eating and he's, he's like, Oh, that's, that looks really awesome. And then Zoe's like annoyed by how much he wants to eat the food that she made, but she only made it for Mal. And so he kept using the, he kept using the phrase quaint. And then, uh, Zoe goes, remember that sex we were planning on, or we were planning to have ever again. <laughs> and then wash is like, Oh, quaint. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh, this is also that episode where Jane offers to like trade Mal his very favorite gun for mm-hmm. Saffron. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, what, what was, was the, the gun's name? It's this shotgun, right? That, like, no, it crumbs. was like this. It was like this. Uh, looked like just an auto or like some sort of assault rifle. And uh, uh, the quote that he had from this, he goes, six men came to kill me one one time and the best of them carried this. Uh, and I remember I did quote this last time because we were talking about the gun yep. noises. Yeah, he says it's a them. Callahan full board auto lock customized trigger with a double cartridge uh, thorough gauge. And he goes, it's my very, very favorite gun. Uh, he goes, oh. I call it Vera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was the, what was the masterwork on that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I got this from Zer. <laughs> yeah, I got this from Zer. Oh, no. Uh, how many strange coins? Uh, so, come shout to find out, to, out though. Out <laughs> um, so, come to find out, though, that Saffron is like 
a scam two, artist two of the highest, in, highest uh, degree. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Uh, but I love the way that like, so she seduces, uh, she seduces Mal and Mal basically got, he's like, Oh gosh, I'm going to that special place in hell. And he kisses her and she's wearing some sort of like lipstick that has like this, uh, uh, paralytic, uh, like, or basically like knocks him out, you know? And he's there's, like, there's a great oh, crap. to that in a later episode. Oh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah. and this is where it's interesting too, because so Anara, so she, so Saffron leaves his room and, and sort of like locks him in place. Right. And um, was it at this point that she like, uh, so she tries to do the same thing to Wash. Uh, well, she's she's also like in contact with the um, the like weird uh, scrapper guys that are yeah. waiting up in space to scrap the uh, Serenity. Yeah, and, and I can't remember, like, I think she, so after she knocked out Mal, be, and, and nobody knows anything's going on at this point, but she goes into the cockpit, and she sort of tries to do the same thing to Wash, and then yeah. Wash gets all very uncomfortable, and he's just like, yeah. he's, he's a, just he's like. A, he's a loyal, he's a loyal man. He's he's not playing around with any of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, whatever. But he notices something about her, and she's like, ah, crap, this is not gonna work. And then basically, yep. he beats his ass and, and <laughs> knocks him out. Yeah, really gets him. <laughs> like, and uh, so you, at that point, you're like, you a lot of respect for Wash, even though he was fighting it quite a lot. And uh, but like, whoa, you know. Like Zoe would have killed him, you know. We we just know this. Like, um, but then she like, I I forget what she did. She like, I think she changed the course of Serenity, but then she like blew up the the bulkhead or something. Well, well, Jane goes out and does like the crazy, or no, it's Zoe that goes out and does like the crazy sniper shot to like send the trajectory off, uh, so they don't go through that weird no remember that was jane because remember we were going to oh, discuss that before yeah, okay yeah no you're right and it that's where jane. i said yeah. it was weird because uh so jane had to make a shot with his favorite gun vera that's right in that's vacuum right. because he had to shoot it through space but he actually made the the statement that he was like nails it <laughs> he goes i we can't do that shot because the the you know like basically i need oxygen around the gun for it to fire which oh, means right. that he's that's firing right. a a you know, primer, yep, black powder explosion projectile weapon. <laughs> like he is firing a gun, and uh, they put a spacesuit around his gun, and he fires it from within the spacesuit. Which, That's right. which yeah. was awesome, actually, very cool. Um, and they up killing the, uh, destroying the thing. Um, and she had already. She, I think Saffron had already left the ship, right? That I was just wondering. I was just thinking about that. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, she, she stole. Left. She stole the um, because Anara lived in one of the shuttles, but she stole oh, the that's other right. one. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh, but what I was gonna say though is what I loved the what I loved about this whole thing was uh, Anara finds Mal knocked out, like <laughs> in his room, and she she's like, "Oh my God, Mal! Oh no, wake up!" You know, and she kisses him, which then. <laughs> 
which then transplants the the uh, knocking out agent onto her lips. So there's this whole weird like moment when they're just like they're they're talking like they find Mal and they find out what happened and uh uh Simon's like you know basically you were knocked out you know when you kissed her and then Anara and then they're like well what happened to Anara <laughs> she's like oh I just I fell and hit my head <laughs> she's just like yep. <laughs> totally not gonna let him in and um. um well, it's funny because that Jane goes. That's why I never kiss him on the mouth. And Mal, goes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? And then Mal said, you know, because they're all giving her crap about it. And or no, because uh, book is like, you know, like, um, well, isn't that special? <laughs> and Mal's like, but she was <laughs> naked and all articulate, <laughs> and, and all articulate and stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, ridiculous. So like that whole thing, basically that whole episode basically sets Saffron, who, which we don't really know what her actual name is, but she's Saffron in this episode. But it sets her up as this uh, this I think crazy. I, can, I think I can tell you exactly what her name is right here. Uh, nope, uh, it's gonna have to wait. Too many notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our our Mrs. Reynolds, pretty much. I mean, that's one. It's it's kind of hard to really describe that whole episode because you really got to watch that episode because of all the. Um, there's a lot of cringe in that episode. I would say it's very funny, but there's a lot of cringe. Yeah, I I would classify it as a um, uh, really beating around the bush uh, Inara Mal romance episode. Which yeah, because Inara is obviously jealous of Mal you know, basically oh, yeah. being taken off the market temporarily for that mo- couple moments. But at the same time, she's like, she's really laying it into him. Like he is, you know, taking advantage of some poor girl who was thrust upon him, you know, and he's literally just like, I didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did just find the name. Her, her actual name is Yolanda. I do remember that. Yeah. And <laughs> that comes in uh, episode 11. <laughs> Yeah, so we will talk about her again. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so are you guys ready to move on to uh, Janestown? Janestown it is. Yes. All right. The best episode in the world. Definitely the best episode. Jane, the man they call Jane. <laughs> the man they call Jane. <laughs> uh, so we start this episode... Um, Basically, uh, they're flying into whatever the name of the whatever the name of the uh, planet is, uh, and we start to start off with Anara is sending a message to one of her suitors that she's going to go do um, companion things with, and it's very funny because she sort of she's talking to Kaylee while this is all going on, and uh, one of the beginning lines is like they land on the planet, and Anara goes to take off, and uh, before that, Kaylee goes, "All right, bye now, have good sex." <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> oh man! And uh, so she goes to fly off to do her thing with uh, with the gentleman that she's going to be there with, um, but oh. they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the planet that they're on, uh, there it, it almost looks like a almost like a strip mine of some sort that they're at. But it come to find mm. out they are mining mud, and uh, I guess they just use the mud for like ceramics or 
whatever you would use mud for. Um, but this planet, for some reason, has some sort of high quality of mud. So the people <laughs> that work in the mines are described as mudders. And, you know, but so it's basically if you just envision a mining community, it's basically what you got going on. Um, and for some reason, like Jane is wearing some like... He's wearing like goggles over his face, and he's and, clearly uncomfortable. He knows he, he, he clearly yeah. does not want to be here, and uh, we're gonna find out why <laughs> soon <laughs> enough. So they go and talk to the foreman and stuff, and 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 uh, they're looking for a specific person, and as they're like, uh, but they're using Simon as like, you know, Simon because all his fancified clothing and whatnot. They're going to use him as like he's going to be like the buyer and uh, before they rip off this uh, this guy. <laughs> and so they sort of walk, like the foreman's like, all right, yeah, just, you know, take a look around, you know, at our operation here and then let us know. We'll, we'll talk numbers. So as they're walking around, they don't forget to take a look at the statue. over here. Oh, yeah. That's where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah. Like they show up uh, and uh, uh, Mal goes like, Jane. Why is there a statue of you in the middle of this town square? And Jane's like looking at it like, oh. He goes, uh, don't rightly know myself. <laughs> yeah, and, and, Mal, and Mal goes, no, seriously, Jane, why is there a statue in the middle of yes. this town? <laughs> oh, and immediately you see that Simon loves this. Yeah, because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're having beef at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah, total beef. Um, and it's just so funny because, like, uh, so Jane is, you know, still unbelievably uncomfortable with being at this place. Um, and then, uh, so they end up going into a, uh, like a, like a tavern and it looked kind of like it was underground. Like it, uh, seemed like it was almost like a tent, but it was underground. It seemed kind of like a cool place to drink. I don't know. I don't know. They're drinking what they call mutter's milk. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm drinking it right now, actually. (laughs) Like I was about to say, I'm not sure I would be <laughs> ordering that. Say, it's not that good. It's a Canadian LTD in San Pellegrino. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, so I think the whole time, so they have they have Wash, Zoe, Mal, Simon, Kaylee, and Jane, I think, are all off the ship. And then I think uh, Book and River are the only two that were left on the ship. And so Book is sort of like watching over river this whole time. Um, don't they have to deliver something on the planet? Like a shipment. Aren't they trying to deliver it? And no, they're there. Like they're, they're there to actually steal something, but oh, it's okay. been like buried. So they had to go find it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, cause I, it never really set up who their contact was or anything like that, but that's why they were using Simon. Cause they were trying to give a air of legitimacy to their, their being on the planet, but they were totally there just to, you know, go find this, you know, stash that was buried. And, but they had to, but the problem was, is where it was buried. So they had a good idea of where they had to go dig and find it. But, um, but the problem they were having was they were like, how do we get it across back across this town? Oh yeah. That's that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And (laughs) where, which is where it starts getting very funny. Um, so uh, while stitch? they're, while they're that, what's that is stitch the guy's name yeah like uh uh like he was the jane's Jane, partner guy jane's like partner slash rival 
Yeah. Who gets yeah, like, yeah. released from some prison. Well, yeah, so we sort of see that. Um, well, before that is when we we're still in the tavern okay. and uh, they're sitting there drinking and they're, they're having discussions and stuff. And Jane is still doing this whole, like hanging his head down low. So you <laughs> can't see him and stuff. And then uh, they're still sort of giving him crap about the, about the statue. The and man just like, they call Jane. Yes. And then this guy, <laughs> you hear like a strum of a guitar and then it's just like, <laughs> you, you just hear this guy. Great voice, by the way. Um, yes totally dubbed not like like it's so dubbed it's almost fake <laughs> like the way it sounds uh but it's awesome uh and you just hear this guy just go jane the man they call jane, jane. and everybody in the tavern starts like cheering and they're like yeah and they sing this whole ballad about Shut. the man they call jane and it's funny because as soon as they start singing Jane is just like, oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hiding his face. <laughs> and they Shut. they listen to the song, and it comes to find out that Jane had stolen from like the governor of the planet. Yeah, at one were, point before yeah, so they're they're pulling a crazy heist, and Jane and this other guy Stitch, you know, were like doing the the gig together. And I guess what did he like leave them behind or something to get? to like take the heat well so they were flying some sort of plane and the plane had taken anti-aircraft fire while he was trying to escape and he start he, <laughs> he started throwing everything out that he could to lo- to lose weight inside the plane including his partner including stitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it i'm it's looking very, up right now the uh, it's very jane okay so the name of the song that they are singing in the, the hero in, of canton the hero of Canton. That's right, because that's the name of the town is Canton. Yep. And uh, it says uh, Jane, the man they call Jane. He said he robbed from the rich and he gave to, he the, gave poor. to the poor. Set <laughs> <laughs> up to the man and he gave him what for. <laughs> um, so that's where it kind of starts. And then you know Mal is like, he, you got you you want to explain this? And Jane's like, I don't know. And uh, and so in the song it talks about. Uh, it says, uh, now here is, or here's what separates heroes from common folk like you and I, the man they called Jane. He turned around his plane and let the money hit the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely oh, an man. accident. Like Jane. Yeah. He, and like, and no. Jane literally buries his hands. He goes, he goes, that's where that Goran money went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all like a complete accident. He's like the accidental hero. Uh, yeah, it's such a good. It's such because he was show. he was talking about like he made it out with like thirty grand and but he ends up he dropped sixty of it. Like yeah. he 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 you know he dropped sixty grand out the plane. Uh, and but I just love it because they're just singing. They're just like he robbed from the rich and he gave to the poor. Sit up the man and he gave him, he gave him, him one for. <laughs> Our love for him now, it ain't hard to explain. The hero of Canton, the man they, they call Jane. Jane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. Like, <laughs> I, Yeah, I love that they took the time to write such a good song about like a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's it. So it's funny because Wash just goes, uh, <laughs> we got to go. He goes, Wash goes, we got to go to the crappy town where I'm a hero. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> um, so this actually works out nicely, though, for the crew because, like, all of a sudden somebody recognizes Jane, and then they realize, you know, you know, Jane is here. So all the mutters start celebrating, and they're gonna throw a a parade in his honor and a rally and stuff like that. Yeah. So Mal's like. Oh, we can use this. You go off play hero while we go get the stash and get it snuck back onto onto Firefly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, and that's when we see <laughs> everybody, though. Everybody, everybody okay? Yeah, we just <laughs> all had a uh, throat clearing moment. <laughs> um, but then they get, and that's when the uh, the governor or whoever he was like finds out that Jane's back in town. So he's like, "Why not go release Stitch, <laughs> the yeah. guy that he's had in prison?" And the prison he's in looks pretty awful, by the way, because um, um, it's literally like they're above a mud pit, and the prison that Stitch is in is like a pole with a box on top of the pole and <laughs> with a door on the front of it, and inside this tiny little box is. You know, Stitch. <laughs> That's his prison. Sounds like, com- sounds comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like he's been there for a few years, which is like that sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but there was so there was a scene though. I don't know if you guys remember this, where they go onto the ship and River and uh, Shepherd Book are on the ship, and River's like, like writing in Book's Bible and then ripping pages out of it. Do you guys remember that scene? I guess I, I, guess I don't remember that scene. Yeah. So um, I just thought it was funny because like Shepherd Book's like, wait, what what are you doing? You can't do that. And she's like, I have to. Bible's broken. <laughs> and he's, he's oh, like he's nice. just like, What? <laughs> like, yeah, no. I remember that. <laughs> so it, it was just kind of interesting because it's like one of those, another one of those like rivers looking at everything completely literally when you know there's like there's a lot of there's a lot of stories in the bible you know and it's like and she's just like no no this can't work this <laughs> just like ripping like literally ripping yeah, i'm gonna fix it bible. he's like yeah man, you don't fix faith man, man you know what hits me the hardest about this episode and and i think i could probably uh summarize the rest of it in this statement you get the altercation in the town when everybody's around and Stitch comes out and confronts Jane and he, he straight up calls him out for like robbing people, like leaving Stitch behind. It was like a botched mission and he goes to shoot him and there's still a townsfolk that jumps in front of the bullet. Like oh yeah, take, completely take, takes a bullet to the chest. Like, it, you know. like I don't care what the truth was. Jane saved us, and we will die for him. And it's like we know, as somebody watching the show and knows what's going on behind the scenes, that Jane's a piece of shit. But like, he's still, uh, he still instilled so much uh, faith in these people, and they would still take a bullet for him, even though they knew he kind of wronged them. well even and even so jane's been playing the whole like yeah of course babe i'm a hero (laughs) for this whole time and then once that guy jumps in front of the bullet and takes a bullet for him he's like he's like (laughs) i I don't he's like i don't understand i'm a terrible person and you know why would they do that (laughs) and jane literally starts yelling he's like you think you know you think there's someone out there that's just gonna drop money on you money they could use yeah well there ain't people like that just people like me you know and even perfect it's, it's interesting because they even have a 
I almost say heart to heart between Jane and Mal afterwards. He was just like, yeah, you know, why, why would a man, why, why would somebody do that? You know, like I'm not going to jump in front of somebody for a bullet, you know, that I don't even know. Ed Mal's and, also the worst person to talk to about that. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, uh, you know, he's just like, well, and it's interesting too, because it's like, you know, he basically just says, you know, you know, uh, because Jane even says, what do you think they're going to do? Because Jane knocks over the statue and he goes, they're probably putting it back up, you know. And Mal's basically like, you know, people like that on hard times, maybe they just need somebody, a legend to look out, you know. Exactly. They just need the story, whether you're whether it's true or not. I love and, it. Um, and Mal even says, he goes, it's in, or it's my estimation that every man ever got a statue made of him was one kind of a some bitch or another. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, like you were saying, exactly. you think this is the best episode. I think it really is like on a, on a super deep level of the psychology of what's happening between Jane and the townsfolk. It's pretty great. Not only that, but it, it's hilarious because it Jane also hilarious. <laughs> Jane a is so uncomfortable the entire time <laughs> when he, he's like this rough tumble guy all the time and he's just so damn uncomfortable and then especially and it's just so good when they start singing the song i i love that part where where he goes they're probably putting that stupid statue back up yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i thought that was great well and at the same time it's also good because like a he's confused he's confused of why the guy would have jumped in front of the bullet, but also at the same time, he's feeling so much guilt over it. Oh, you know? he, yeah, he knows what's going on. Yeah, and it, it really he, it, he might act dumb, but he's not dumb. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you you really kind of fill out Jane's character a little bit there, and you're like, oh, Jane, yeah. Jane's a human. Jane, you know, Jane has feelings. Not many, but he has some. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's. Janestown. <laughs> I think that's Janestown. <laughs> the hero of Canton, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are uh, we are moving right along here. Um, some would say we're cooking with gas, which uh, the Firefly class uh, Serenity ship is out of in the next yeah, episode. I was about to say, ironically, we're out of gas, buddy. I couldn't help it. Um, you you know like this is one of those episodes that there's really not much to the episode but there's so much to it. Yeah, how did it hit you were you when you first watched it were you concerned that somebody was going to die? Uh, absolutely. I was like one of the main cast is going to die in this episode. Interesting. You know, um which I guess spoiler alert, none of them do. But dude, what? I haven't seen it yet. Why would you spoil it for me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> so I guess the whole premise of the uh, this episode is just um, there's a piece of the uh, there's a piece of the ship that like blows up or something, and on uh, Simon's birthday. Yes, on Simon's birthday. Yeah. Uh, which crappy birthday for Simon? Simon, which of course doesn't he? Have a crappy birthday. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, goes good right for that guy ever. <laughs> I can't remember. Was there? Was there any? I mean, of course, there's always flirting between Kaylee and Simon, but like, oh, absolutely. Um, I don't remember whether or not there was any like Simon falling on his face talking to 
uh, Kaylee in this episode? Um, looking at my notes, I'm not seeing. Yeah, I'm not seeing any. I don't think there was any uh, any stumbles. Definitely in the next episode, but although, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm rereading some of the some of the um, quotes from this episode. And um, so like this episode goes back and forth a lot. Like, like, yeah, starts, I was confused for about yeah, 60% of it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's Mal stumbling around the ship and like passing out and hallucinating flashbacks. But then he with like a hole in his stomach and he's bleeding everywhere at the same time. Well, no. Well, that's when he's having the flashbacks. But then at one point it switches to where he hail, he he throws out a um a distress signal and falls asleep at the console. And then those guys. Yeah, show there was up. like three levels to it. Yeah, or something. yeah, there was. There was like three. There was like three different time periods that were happening. Um, and then. Yeah, like you're saying, because they're Ryan, even they're even flashing a, back to like they're even flashing back to when Mal first bought Serenity and starts getting like you you kind of get introduced to when they meet Wash for the first time and how they meet Kaylee and of course how they meet Kaylee is hilarious because yeah, um, yeah she's <laughs> banging that dude in the engine room. <laughs> so basically, like they had another mechanic <laughs> beforehand. And he he just seemed like, like this like surfer, surfer dude. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> He's like, yo, dude, like uh, I swear it's not the catalytic converter, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. What? What? What do you mean a, a crank? What crankshaft? Yeah. And yeah. he's just like uh, uh, doing his did... business. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Uh, <laughs> So he's basically like, you know, because they're grounded for some part that he can't get fixed right away or something. And uh, he's banging Kaylee and Kaylee's like, uh, she goes, ain't nothing wrong with your grab boot. Grab boots just fine. And uh, and then she turns around. She's naked, putting her dress back on after she just got caught (laughs) having sex with with the mechanic of the ship at the time. And uh, and the original mechanic like. He says to Mal, he goes, she doesn't, that's, that's not what it is. She, uh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then Kaylee goes, sure it is. Grab boot ain't your trouble. I see the trouble plain as day when I was down here on my back before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, it's very funny. Um, she's really and, dry with it. She's like, oh, I know, I know exactly what's wrong with the ship. And then she turns it on. And yeah, so she she gets down there like like with a wrench or something. She's like, you know, and then she's like, oh, there you go, fix your problem. So basically, now that guy just got fired, <laughs> you know, and Kaylee <laughs> becomes the, um, but yeah. So I mean, they had a part, but the problem with the part that blew up now, like yeah. she can't fix it. Like she cannot fix it. It's a completely ruined part. They don't have another part. Um, so they basically. You I mean I? I guess you could summarize this episode very easily and just say that you know they send everybody because they've got two. Yeah, I, I can um, br- I can break it down in about three sentences yeah. if you want. I think it was a catalyzer, is yeah. what it was called. Yeah, they they, yeah. they, they put one half a uh, one half of the crew in one ship, one um, reconnaissance ship, and then the other half of a crew in the other one. Mal stays behind. Uh. 
but then he he meets those people and they have the part that he needs which oh oh i wanted to ask you guys uh when mal gets knocked to the ground in the hangar of the ship and uh grabs the gun and takes the ship back over what was that gun doing there was that something from a previous episode do you know because I was wondering about it because, like, you know, they're like, oh, you're the only guy on the ship and um, we're taking the ship from you. But he, like, drops to the ground and finds a gun under a crate or, like, next to a crate. I thought that maybe... I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I thought that maybe it had some significance, but I couldn't remember anybody leaving a gun there. I I honestly don't remember where he gets that gun. Obviously, no, a good thing. Good 45? thing it was there for. What's that, Zach? Which gun? Uh, the gun that Mal finds to basically get himself out of trouble. Oh, yeah. The, when he's the no, only guy on the ship. Of. Yeah, when he's the only that guy. That forty-five at the end. Yeah, yeah. When the when the, he gets boarded by the guy that's going to give him the replacement part, which they bring onto the ship, and he ends up like blasting a bunch of those dudes, and they leave the they leave the part. I was just like, I feel like I should remember that gun being there for some reason, but yeah, I don't remember. So, what I thought was kind of interesting um, about about the uh, that whole altercation is like b- before before they boarded, um, yeah, uh, before that whole. You know, they were they were like talking about like what's wrong. We want you know we want to make sure this isn't a, uh, a ambush or anything. And whenever he said that the catalyzer was was damaged, they called it like, oh, that's a that's a nothing part. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, if it if it stops it from working, and you don't have a catalyzer, I don't see how you would come to the conclusion that it's a nothing part. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and, and like, Mal, like, even, Mal even responds. He's just like, oh, we just ran out. Yeah, it's like, obviously, if he had another catalyzer, then it wouldn't be an issue. Right. So, like, it being a nothing part doesn't really make sense because if it's broken and you don't have one, yeah, then, the problem- then, you're, then you're screwed. I mean, it, it's an important part if it stops the thing from working. Yeah, it seems know? like they've had plenty of opportunities to get more of this. You know, I, well, so I think that was the problem was because they ended up out in the middle of nowhere because they were dodging Alliance patrols because, and that's the reason they were out there, and that's why, um, and they're basically like basically they're like, hey, you haven't stopped in forever for us to resupply, so this is not you know, so it seems like this is something that they should have had on hand. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah well, but it, again, though. I, I I don't know. It's it's still like, uh, like maybe they it, were saying it was a nothing part. Like it's a super cheap part. Why would you not have it? Yeah, and again though, it's it's still like uh, I I don't know. I feel like a crew would know to change out a cheap part if it's going to make it work, as opposed to like a hose that maybe you know isn't necessary for it to run, but may cause damage over time. You know, something like that. A, a, that kind of part. And it's like, yeah. you know, like, what do you mean? It's, it's, it's a catalyzer. Like, oh, and now, now your ship's just dead out here. You can't start it. Well, I know. 
I guess <laughs> if that was the case, then they would have started it and <clears throat> not about uh, suffocated themselves. I, I just thought it was interesting. Like, well, maybe it's one of those things because, like, the explosion that happened in the engine maybe damaged other systems and. Like this one part not being there, it was the only part they needed to get the crippled engine going again, or something like that. Yeah, and Kaylee couldn't do it. She failed. What a coward! Yeah, <laughs> she left on the ship. She could have been noble and stayed and suffocated with uh, Mal. With Mal. Well, so it's interesting though because. Um, Basically, so it's like you keep having these flashbacks back and forth and stuff, and and it was like we said, it was kind of a very confusing because it just kept going back and forth, and then he sends the rest of the crew off on two different directions, but they're out in the middle of nowhere, and I think it was just like it's very suspenseful at the end of the episode because uh, Wash rigged up some sort of button that he was just like, just press this button and it automatically send us a signal to come back, you know. And at the end of the episode, you see him going to go push the button to call them back because he's still going to pass out from lack of oxygen. And uh, he doesn't hit the button and he falls, you know, he falls asleep. And then you're just like, oh, crap, he's dead. Right. And I think I can't remember who it was or who made the call, uh, but they basically they came back on their own. And then basically rescue Mal at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a flash cut scene where Mal blacks out and then everything's cool. I do have a note here, uh, which the flashback to when he first meets Jane, and he's like with those two other smugglers, and they're trying to rob Mal, <laughs> and Mal's just like. I'll give you like such and such. He's like giving him shit about uh, how much he's getting paid. He's like, I'll pay, oh, yeah. you, I'll pay you this much more. And he's like, I'm, I'll even give you your own private room. And he like shoots, like, Jane shoots the first guy and then like aims his gun at the second smuggler and looks back at Molly's like, how big a room? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, he just blasted the second guy. <laughs> It's so oh, that's, brutal. I for I had forgotten about that episode or that uh, part of the episode, but it's yeah. also interesting because it kind of gives makes you it gives you pause and makes you think about the conversation that Mal had with Jane in earlier oh, episodes, definitely. where he yeah. said something about like, you know, like oh, I thought you were going to betray me back there, and uh, he was like, oh, money wasn't good enough, and he was like, well, what happened? Which money which gets enough? more complicated, I think, actually in the next episode. In the next episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. But I think it was interesting, too, when they got back, though, because, you know, uh, Mal actually says, because they, they get him in the infirmary, and Simon's basically like, okay, hey, guys, we gotta got to let Mal have his rest. And then uh, Mal, like, starts to go to sleep, and he kind of shakes himself, and he goes, are, y'all are going to be here when I wake up, right? You know? <laughs> and it's, yeah. a very, it's a very, like, sweet yet emotional, like, tug at you right Definitely. there. I like early um, Earlier in the episode too, when they the flashback with Zoe, it's like uh, Mal's talking about, yeah, this thing will be with you till the day you die, and she's like, yeah, because it's a death trap. <laughs> like, and, and they're walking through the hangar of the ship. He's like, and he like turns to, me, he's like, yeah, step around that. <laughs> Something must have been living in here. 
just like random piles of maybe like feces or dead animals. I don't know. <laughs> it's like you really bought a piece of crap and hired the worst <laughs> crew to start with. <laughs> yeah, especially the the mechanic that he had. Yeah, was, the mechanic yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> I still love the fact that Kaylee's like, "Oh yeah, I noticed your problem because I was on my back down here." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I I really don't have anything else for this episode. Like I said, it, it was confusing. It was a good, but I mean, it was it was a good watch. Yeah, I think that's I think that's about it for that one. Zach, you got anything else for that one? Nope. Covered covered everything. All good. That is out of gas. And uh, now we're moving on to Ariel. Heavy episode. To yeah. Say, to there, say the there, least. Was, there was some meat here, but there was also a lot of. Um, there was. I, I still think there was some filler in this one, too. Well, it starts off really fluffy. You know, everybody's just kind of hanging out and, and shooting the jive on the ship. And then River just cuts Jane's chest with a knife. Yeah. Jane looks better in red. <laughs> That's what yeah. she said. Yes. I was <laughs> He looks better in red. Yeah, it, no pun intended. I mean, uh pun intended, I guess, but it really like cut the tension of the um the like I said, like a fluffy intro. Well, and it's it's interesting too because uh they're all just hanging out on the ship because they happen to be on one of the central planets because they're there because Anara has yep. to go renew her her companion license. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And Simon gets the idea. He's like, oh, I think we could not only fix my sister, or, or at least get a diagnosis on my sister's uh, brain issues, but also rob this hospital for lots and lots and lots of money. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he's like basically like, hey, let's go rob a hospital. And they're just like, no, or that I need to take her to the hospital. But he incentivizes them by saying, yeah, exactly. I will tell you where all the drugs are that will make you lots and lots of money. It was, bas- <laughs> it was basically the only way he could convince Mal to to break him into the hospital. I'd exactly. Say. Yeah. Which is a pretty big shit show <laughs> for the whole episode. Yeah. Incredibly crappy <laughs> looks like uh um ryan is taking a number two so we're gonna go ahead and head off into the second part of this episode it's seven minutes of silence until ryan gets back oh geez <laughs> <laughs> no yeah like uh you know because they w- one thing that really bugged me about this episode was they spent so much time and probably so much money prepping to raid this hospital like they got uniforms that they bought from somebody. They built this crazy car that looked like an ambulance. I mean, they did a lot of work for this heist. Yep. And I don't know. Um, <laughs> gosh. Uh, well, let's see here. And this, this was at the um, uh, Ariel City's Hospital. Yeah, I am. Sorry, I'm just trying to read through some of this stuff because there was a lot that occurred here. Uh, yeah, it's a dense, definitely a dense episode. They do a lot of crazy, uh, crazy maneuvers. Um, 
Gosh, a lot of, a lot of dead space here. You know what? Wait, I, I'm just going to have to wait till Ryan comes back. Wait, sure. what? Oh, there he is. Whoa, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are breaking the fourth wall over here? This is the fastest yeah. poop I've ever heard of, dude. <laughs> I, I, I totally thought somebody knocked on my uh, office door, and I was like, I was like, oh, crap, I have to get up. And now I think I have to edit out uh, dogs barking here in a little bit, but it's okay. And us being like, oh, man, this guy's yeah. going to take like seven minutes to take shit. So we're gonna- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you like drop down like, hey, just uh, keep talking about stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> you were leading us, though. We immediately just start talking about you taking a shit. Oh, God, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm oh. keeping I'm keeping track of like relative time periods where cuts should happen. But it's, okay, uh, I appreciate it, it, it's like on my it's on my clock, not on like actual runtime. So it might be confusing. That's funny. Ironically, twelve forty four <laughs> and one forty four are both sections that need reviewing. <laughs> when I was talking when I was talking about space, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny because I've got I've got marked down here. It's we're we're one hour and forty minutes in. At forty minutes was Space Alabama, and one hour and forty minutes is now this. So I'm like, good, we're sticking to the forties. No, I, I like Space Alabama. That's good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Did um, so, so you guys just literally talked about me talking to shit. What, what was the last thing that was said? I guess that was uh, we we were we were kind of diving a little bit into like the hospital scene. Um and like the prep that uh, that they were doing. Did you guys um, talk about the crazy looking air ambulance that they got out of the garbage can? Basically, yeah, yeah. I think I don't want to complain too much about it, but I was a little thrown off by how much prep they did for this heist, and they were kind of talking about how they were broke and stuff. So they like built these cars and got paid somebody at a weird ATM for some uniforms. They had guns and so I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I would assume that they have some sort of, let's say some capital that they have just for preparatory circumstances. Yeah, that um, makes sense. That would have came, come out of other profits that they're not going to you. Like, I think it's one of those like, okay, yeah, you're broke, but you know, like, restaurants for example might be broke and not you know they might not be in the black but they have an operating budget that they still have to try to run while they're trying to make a profit right right yes i would assume it's be something like that yeah this is like your classic heist episode you know they it's like oceans 11 it's got the the high intensity prepping scenes and they've got, they've I got just this. I just love the fact that apparently they throw away ambulance parts <laughs> yeah at a hospital's dumping grounds yeah that dump honestly looks pretty amazing <laughs> like it's so weird that they're just like yeah we found a full uh, a full air ambulance in the in the garbage and um, we refitted it and painted it and it looks like an ambulance again in four hours <laughs> yeah I'm just like that's it's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> so, well, what I thought was cool was the whole fact of how they got Simon and River into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave them this drug that made them seem like they were completely dead. And then... Was uh, it, classic. Who was it? Was it... It was Mal, Jane, and... Was it Wash that was with them? Because, well, no, Wash was flying the, the uh, like... 
air ambulance. <laughs> yeah, you did that yeah. last time. Oh, well, Wash has to be the pilot, so I guess he'd be flying the ship. <laughs> yeah, I did do that last time. Um, so I think I think uh, Kaylee and Book are the ones left on the ship this time, right? Believe you're right, because Jane is going with the bodies. Because spoiler, he sells them out to the Alliance. Yes, and um, apparently, so this is what I thought was crazy, though, is so he sells them out. Oh, that's right, because Zoe and Mal go and steal the drugs, and right, right. didn't they like they like knocked out a doctor because the doctor is just like what yeah, are you guys doing because they're dragging around a coffin and, and he's also like, also simon like is simon jane and uh river are walking by that hospital ward and this doctor like gives a, a patient the wrong drug and um river can sense that he gave the patient the wrong drugs and she's like he's gonna die and so Simon goes over and saves this person and rips rips the, uh, <laughs> rips a doctor a new one. <laughs> rips like. the doctor a new one and then they move on but then it's they're they're in the room uh so so the whole reason they're there i guess we should say is because there's a super high tech neural mapping uh device that Simon needs to put River in to fully understand what's going on in her brain and what, what, what kind of problems she's having. And during that whole time, Jane is waiting for these contacts that he called uh, to sell them to the Alliance. But luckily, Simon is successful and figures out what's going on with um, River's brain, but not before the crazy alliance people show up. Well, so it's interesting because he's like, wow, they they were cutting in your brain. Like they, you know, like they, you could they see the stripped scars her amygdala. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> I don't know what part of the, I don't know what part of the brain the amygdala is, but they stripped it of her to the point where she can't not feel every emotion around her. Which is interesting because it's like, hmm. It happened to me. It's crazy. It's a bad feeling. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. This I'll, be fine. Got deep. I'll, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's interesting because like this whole time now River's been saying uh, this phrase over and over. Yes. Uh, two by two, hands of blue, two by two. Which seems like complete well, nonsensical that's gibberish. Not, that's not till the next episode, is it? Or is that no? That's this episode. That's this episode. Okay. Nice. Yeah, because we see we see the hands of blue um, in good. this episode. So, uh, so Jane Jane sells them out, and you know they're getting ready to leave. Well, so Jane was like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna," you know, like they were supposed to go out some entrance or some exit to get back to the air ambulance, and Jane's just like, "Oh no, that that." That entrance, you know, that exit's uh, botched. We gotta, we gotta go to Plan B. We gotta go to, you know, Sit Rep Zulu or whatever he says. <laughs> and so they go Being out this other door. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, Simon. I mean, Simon looks like he's suspicious of it, but he's like, yeah. whatever. We gotta go. And uh, they get arrested. And then 
uh, I love how when they're getting arrested, Jane's like, yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. You gotta, you gotta like make it look good. You know, when am I getting my, when am I getting my, uh, <laughs> my money? And they're just like, you're a criminal, sir. We're arresting you. Yeah. <laughs> and which is kind of like, um, <laughs> gotcha, Jane. Like, you know, like, come on, Jane. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I, I guess it, it fleshes out Jane in a, in a nice way, but like, I thought he was smarter than that. Uh, it, <laughs> I didn't. It, it, it will flush out Jane. It, it, as soon as I said that, I didn't believe my own words. <laughs> like, like, well, it's one of those things because Jane's been Jane's been really the one who's been really not enjoying the fact that Simon and River are there the entire show. So it's like, if anybody's going to do it, it was going to be him. Right. Um, but also, I love the fact that he was dumb enough to believe that he's going to get some sort of reward. And he's so surprised when the when the Alliance uh, police are like, what are you talking about? You're a criminal. <laughs> you're under arrest. <laughs> like, you're, <laughs> you're a known aider and uh, aiding and abetting or whatever. And he's just like, ah, uh, what? <laughs> you know? Um, well, this uh, wasn't part of the plan. I... So eventually Jane will obviously get flushed out for the good, his character. But at this point, you're just like, what an SOB. But at the same time, the episode before, we saw how he shot his two partners because Mal offered him a bedroom, (laughs) like his own room. Can we talk for a second about those devices that the the blue uh, blue glove guys have? That just like make people bleed out of every orifice of their body. <laughs> this like glowing blue sticks. Yeah. So um, is this scary? Is, is the scariest weapon I've ever seen in a sci-fi? Uh, you know, it, when they first pull it out, you know what it, it kind of looked like to me. Men it almost in black. looked like the yeah, the Men in Black like flash <laughs> things yeah. that make people. And that's what I thought they were going to do. I totally thought they were going to rip off Men in Black when they <laughs> no. pull it out. But it's making some sort of like high pitched whine. Instead, you bleed oh, out. Yeah, of you every thought it was like the lucky cricket uh, combined with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's funny too because they're totally in suits, but they're wearing like they're they're in suits. So you're like, oh, they are totally the Men in Black of the Alliance. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like the but, ma- it's Matrix mixed with Men in Black, but also the scariest possible version of that. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too because like they end up killing Everybody. the alliance officers <laughs> who took them in, and it's funny because they end up killing them, and the only reason they killed them was the fact that they spoke to Simon and or they spoke to River. Yeah, and oh, it, like that made my skin crawl. Man, and then, and then like any time they're going through rooms, you just hear people <laughs> screaming. I'm like, oh my god! It's like it's like the opening the Lost Ark in Indiana Jones is what happens to those people. <laughs> well, and it's funny. It, I mean, it's not funny at all, but it's like it's interesting <laughs> the fact that we did the show or we did a show on the movie Outbreak, and that was all about a hemorrhagic <laughs> fever. And I'm looking at this going like, oh my god! It's like Dude, it's like. You, African Zimbabwe or whatever that you virus was called. You didn't even in, invite me for that show. I'm offended. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, lo- um, I love people exploding in piles of blood. <laughs> well, and it's like the guys laying on the ground after the hands of blue men, like uh, the blue hands group over here. Uh, 
did their did their you know mini cricket <laughs> whatever you want to call it to them <laughs> like they look exactly the same ways as the uh, victims of the Motaba virus from outbreak. Oh That's terrifying. Like, it's look it looks like some sort of portable version of a hem- hemorrhagic fever that apparently. Uh, if you are one of the blue man or blue hand group, uh, <laughs> man group. they don't affect them. <laughs> uh, now I'm just thinking about the blue man group spreading pandemics. Anyways, we should get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Jane does redeem himself a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of a bit. Uh, and Simon becomes sort of a badass for a moment. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because they're being escorted. And at this point, the people that are escorting them don't know that the Blue Hand group is like killing all of their comrades behind them as they're moving through all these rooms. And uh, uh, Jane somehow gets loose and starts fighting with one of the officers. And he's about to get shot or something, hit or something. And then Simon jumps into action and really holds his own, does a really good job of like helping protect Jane and then they all they all escape and they they basically start running. Um, well, he's trying he uh Jane's trying to smash the door handle off and um River and Simon are behind him and the 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 blue man group is is closing in fast and then Mal just shoots the door handle off and at that point which he alludes to later on he's like what were you doing at the back of the place kind of thing? <laughs> um, busted, well, so they, so they have red the handed red handed. So they have the, uh, uh, they have the air ambulance outside this area where Mal, cause it's Mal and uh, they went back for him. And yeah, yeah. so they get them back to, they get him back to serenity. And then Jane's like, whoo, man, you know, <laughs> Uh, so, so awkward. I, I have to read this whole exchange because it's like it it doesn't. It's it's this is all so good because at this point I also thought Jane was going to die in this episode. Anybody else agree with me on that? Uh, definitely not. I was what? hoping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I wanted him to die in this episode, but he didn't. I didn't think he would. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, they're like talking to each other and uh, Mal comes like Mal walks around the backside of the uh, um, walks around the backside of the ambulance where uh, Jane's like unloading stuff. And Mal said, job is done. Figured it's time for a little chat. Seems to me we had a solid plan. Smooth, you might say. But what I figure or what I can't figure out is what you were doing at the, around the back exit. And then Jane like That's looks right. up at him and like, he hits him with like a metal pipe or something. Oh yeah, well like yeah, like, yeah. He cr- he crushes him. He ambushes him in the hangar and knocks him out with a like wrench. I think he, he oh that's right a wrench and I think he knocks him out before he starts talking like this. And yeah, oh yeah. that's what it was yeah. So he hits him in the head, knocks him out. He drags him. He drags him and puts him on the outside. So there's a the ramp uh, the cargo bay where the ramp is. So there's the outer doors. And then there's a little bit of rampway, and then there's an inner door that leads into the cargo bay. So he's got the inner door closed, and he's got he's got Jane stuck in between the two doorways. Now, obviously, if the outside door opens at all, Jane is going to be exposed to atmosphere. Yeah. Or he's, he's like, you got about vacuum. six minutes before your all of the oxygen in your body gets ripped out. 
So he goes, I can't figure out what you were doing around the back exit. He goes, you called the feds. Jane says, what? I got pinched. Mal says, which is what happens when you call the feds. (laughs) Jane says, no, I would never do that. My hand to God or my hand to God. May he strike me down as I'm standing here. And, uh, and then that's when Mal presses the button and opens the outer doorway, like halfway and uh, says, well, you won't be standing there long. The minute we break Atmo, you'll be a lot thinner once you get sucked out that hole. <laughs> and uh, Jane says, oh, come on, Mal. Uh, there ain't no way for a man to die. You want to kill me? Shoot me. Just let me in. Mal says, you know, I hear tell uh, they used to they used to kill, uh, kill hall traders back in the day. I don't have a kill to haul, so, uh, or uh, a kill to haul you on, so... And Jane's like, okay, I'm sorry. All right. Sorry for what, Jane? I thought you'd never do such a thing. He goes, the money was too good. I got stupid. I'm sorry, okay? Be reasonable. What you know? What are you taking it so personal for? It ain't like I ratted you out to the feds. And Mal says, oh, but you did. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, says, I can't believe he let him live. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, he goes, you turn on any of my crew, you turn on me. Absolutely. He goes, but since that's a concept you can't seem to wrap around your or wrap your head around, then you ain't got no place here. <laughs> you did it to me, Jane, and the uh, and that's a fact. But and Jane also, says, yeah. Jane says, uh, what are you going to tell the others? Mal says, what about what? He goes, about why I'm dead. Mal said, I hadn't thought it all out, or thought about it. Jane said, make something up. Don't tell them what I did. And then. Mal ends up closing the outside door and uh, Mal says, next time you stab me in the back, have the guts to do it to my face. <laughs> and then just leaves him in be- like stuck between those two barriers. So now like Jane's not going to die, but he- <laughs> Jane's like knocking on the window after he walks. He's like, will you let me in? <laughs> do you think in, do you think ever in later uh, iterations of the show, do you think that Jane would ever double cross him again? I think Jane got the ever living crap scared out of him by Mal and he will never cross Mal or attempt to cross that line ever again. That's what I want to believe. Yeah. yeah I want to believe that Jane but I want to believe that Jane becomes a better partner and friend to all of these people because of what just happened. Yeah. Like, his life, his Mal's life going was to do spared. that for like yeah, Mal. I I totally thought that Jane was going to die, be, in this moment. Mm. And yeah. I think he would have been justified in doing so. In, I, in the realm of Firefly, I, yeah, I was kind of mad that he didn't end him right there. Of course, I would have been really upset to see that character leave the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's how I would have felt. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, get him. He deserves it. But then I'm like, it, it, yeah, it would have been. But way he's so funny. Yeah, it would have been way too early for a character death like that. <laughs> but I think I think it was I think it was good though. I think it was good because of this would have been flushed out later. A mm-hmm. because River and Simon both totally know. So the next few episodes you're going to have this tension between them the entire time that wouldn't have been there. Uh That's B true. Jane is randomly doing nice things for the entire crew that nobody can figure out why he's doing nice things, which is very funny. Uh, but also, I think 
I think the I, I think the characterization of Jane had to have this happen. He mm-hmm. needed to know like there should be no doubt in his mind that Mal will get the best of him if he ever tries anything close to this again. And it also redeems Mal a little bit if you ever have any thought that Mal's just a heartless killer. That's true. Which I don't think so, I've ever thought at any point throughout the entire show. No, but it just reinforces all of that, you know, that Mal is just a good guy yep. that shoots people in the face who deserves it. Lawrence stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that is, uh, that's Ariel. I think so. Very nice. So we've got, we've got one more episode that we're, uh, that we've, that we're doing for this episode, and that is uh, War Stories. Ah, this episode, Shay. This uh, man, uh, I gotta say, this episode's frustrating. It's a lot of it's a lot of bickering between uh, Mal and Zoe and Wash. Not a huge fan of that kind of stuff, but um, we have some really great scenes in this episode, <laughs> to say the least. Um. Looking at my notes. You know what? I totally I totally got this wrong. I thought that this was a different episode, but now that I'm looking through this again, I just realized that we uh we see Mr. Niska again. Oh, we absolutely see Mr. Niska. Um, Niska. He's mad. He's a psychopath. He probably shouldn't be mad, but um when well, for the people who don't remember, Nishka is the guy back from episode two, the train job that they rip off. Well, sort of rip off. Um, they pay him who back. They, they, they give his money back, but they didn't do the job they were supposed to do. They kill and, his right hand man as well. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy you kept calling Claw, Claw, but his name is Crow. <laughs> yeah, no, his name's Claw. <laughs> um, and he was the guy that, you know, he was like, like you know, uh, you have reputation and I've got a, a guy hanging from my ceiling, so now you know my reputation is uh, is not talk. <laughs> you know that guy, um, right? So yeah, so like this whole the whole premise of this episode is you've got Wash and Zoe that are a very, very happy couple, but Wash is a little jealous because anytime there's a dangerous mission, um, Mal and Zoe are going out on it. And, and he's he's a little jealous that he doesn't get to uh, partake in the action, uh, which we quickly find out there's a reason that he doesn't go out on these missions. <laughs> um, yeah, they and- well, it's also because like Wash is very jealous because um, Mal and Zoe served with each other as in the independence uh, military, right? And they had bonding over. Like because they were brother and sister in arms, and yeah. you know, so they were both soldiers. So he's like very, he's very jealous of the fact that they have like their they can react to each other. They know each other what they're gonna do, and they don't. So they have a different relationship than what Zoe and Wash have, and um, they're very, you know, he's he's very a jealous of that, and b uh, at at one point I think he's like suspicious that they may have. 
uh, they may have you know gotten together which at some actually point, which- trends into what I think is one of the most uncomfortable episodes in the series I was like <laughs> why are, like why are you guys using this as a trope it's really strange like it gets really awkward yeah especially at the uh, at the end when he's like yep I guess I'm going to take my clothes off and bed your woman there, Wash. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Um, anyways. It's very uncomfortable, but it is yeah, very funny. It is like, funny, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, this is a whole episode based around, uh, uh petty, petty jealousy. Um, but it's great because Mal eventually agrees to take Wash on this reconnaissance mission, which goes, absolutely horribly they meet up with some people they're gonna make a drop and it's an ambush and they end up getting and it turns out it's niska's men who yeah they get snatched by old nishka the uh the crazy torture monger and Um, not to mention wash and and mal have been arguing about uh mal and zoe's relationship the entire time which also leads to the greatest scene ever when they're both being like uh electrocuted being tortured by electrocution and they're it, the the scene opens with them both screaming but as soon as the screaming stopped mal's like yeah you worried that uh yeah maybe me and your wife we had some relations and they get shocked again <laughs> <laughs> well and it's funny because it comes to find out you you think like they're that they're carrying on and at this point i'm like god mal's a dick because he's bringing, no, he's, he's still bringing that up but what he's doing he's trying to keep uh wash his mind focused on yeah. something else besides the pain that way he can conscious. keep them all yeah uh which is like so you're like he's doing a good job um but before we get into that too much i did want to oh. talk about the scene about the apples oh yeah <laughs> yeah so where they Jane talk about apple like grenades yeah, he's like they. Yeah. Uh, Jane buys the entire crew apples, and they're just kind of like, "Why? Wait, why would Jane spend some of his cut on something that betters the entire ship?" And Jane's just like, "I like apples. Shut up, you know." Just like, you know, which he's obviously like we talked about the scene, the episode before. You know, he's doing what he can to try to cover for what he, you know, what he ultimately did to Simon and and River. And I remember. So Kaylee and and River have started becoming like friends and sort of like uh, running around and playing like their children. Well, this is after um, River's also gotten her first doses of the medicine that's going to uh, help her out. Yeah, that's right. Because now Simon knows what to give her, actually. Yeah. So it's funny because they're running. They're they're running around and and River took. Uh, took Kaylee's apple and they're they're running and Mal, <laughs> Mal goes ah the pitter patter of tiny feet in huge combat boots shut up <laughs> um, and then what's interesting is because Kaylee ends up wrestling the apple away from River and Kaylee says no power in the verse can stop me as she like holds up the apple oh that and line comes back so good at that the end yes of the it does. Uh, we had I had to I had to mention that line. Uh, well, then they talked about how you know Kaylee asks Zoe why her she said something like Hey Zoe, you and the captain always you know cut your apples. You don't ever just bite into them. And uh, they so they talk about how in the war they were in some close trench conflict. And Zoe uh, Zoe said you know they'd been fighting and everybody had ran out of ammunition and everything. So. 
they said they were talking back and forth between the uh, the two trenches and uh, which by the way side note ha- actually happens in in real life like uh in world war one a lot of times uh um germans and you know german and french soldiers or english and german soldiers on the western front uh would not only have conversations back and forth in between the fighting but also uh there was there was a battle of bella wood uh there was a christmas like a christmas lull in the fighting they kind of had a truce for christmas where um they all, no man's yeah, land. They all opened advent calendars and had uh... <laughs> like no man's land. Basically, they got <laughs> up there. A, they had some burial parties go out, and nobody, you know, nobody was worried about getting shot because they had truce with each other. But then there was also fraternization between uh, French and and German soldiers. They started having like uh, soccer or football games and uh, stuff like that, which obviously enraged the upper commands of these, you know. Um, <laughs> But I, I digress. That's that's history. We're talking about Firefly. Uh, but I was just and I digress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yes. I quote. <laughs> uh, Shout out both to Shay Dan and, Carlin. Yeah, I was about to say both Shay and Zach, like myself, love uh, Dan Carlin uh, and his show Hardcore History. Uh, uh, if you love long, long podcasts, longer than ROTM radio, go go check him out. Dan, Dan <laughs> Collins, awesome. Hardcore History, wherever you find podcasts, uh, far and yes. wide, you'll get it. Yes, absolutely. Um, but anyways, like I was saying, <laughs> I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but I was just like... Um, so they said, uh, so Zoe said, we mentioned that we were out of rations, and uh, 10 minutes later, a bunch of apples got thrown into their trench. And he said... Um, and uh, Wash said, and they grew into a big tree and they all climbed up the tree into a magical land of unicorns and harps. And they said, no, what happened was the reason why Zoe and Mal always cut their apples is because all the people who were so hungry, they bit into the apples and they had grenades in them and they all blew their heads off. Yeah. And, uh, and Wash wa- and, and Kaylee and or Kaylee mostly is like horrified by this. And Wash goes, uh, but these apples are uh, wholesome and good. And Jane said, grenades cost extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so remember the line, no power in the verse can stop me, because um, that will come back. And uh, so, Shay, as you were talking about Niska torturing them. Yes. Uh, there's also a really great line from, I think, Wa- I think from Wash. Because I've been in a firefight. And there's like silence from Mel. He's like, I've been in a fire. It's like, I was fired from a fry cook position. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what point he says that, but I have it written down. Um, Yeah, there's all sorts of, I think that's when they were like on their way before they got ambushed. Like when they were arguing in the, in the shuttle on their way. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Now, so, so Zoe ends up going to Niska's place because well um, she yeah she decides the only way that she's going to get Mal and Wash out is to go and offer Nishka money. And so they have to they have to pull all their money and that's the whole thing about this at the beginning of this episode uh they've been selling off the medicine that they stole at the hospital. So they're right. all very flush with cash at the moment and they're all very happy about it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh crap, we gotta, we've now got to give our money up to give back, you know, to get Mal back. 
Right, and so the way that it works out is when when uh, Zoe goes to negotiate, she's only able to get Wash out, and Mal is left behind. Doesn't he like cut Mal's ear off or something? He absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, because, oh, that's right. Because he says, he he says right, "You've given me too much money. Let me give you a refund." And then cuts Mal's ear off. And he's like, "You paid for that man plus this guy's ear, so we're now we're even." <laughs> like, oh God, it's such it's so crazy. There's also a lot of uh, <laughs> crazy, uh, th- like like a raid. This is like a raid episode where you've got. Like Shepard Book kills like seven people. I was, I think I was counting the amount of people that Shepard Book kills, and it was like definitely over four. And um, that's right because they they basically decide that they're going to go back to Nishka's yeah, station, yeah. and that everybody's going to do their best Zoe's, to try to fight their way onto. Yeah, them. Zoe's so mad that she's like, "We're just gonna go run and gun this place," and everybody just grabs guns, and it's. It was another kind of cheesy episode where I'm like, oh, all of a sudden these guys are like perfect shots. Yeah, because like I said, like Shepard Book is dropping people like it's nobody's business, which I... Well, that but that also leads back into the whole question, like what is Shepard Book and why is he so good at whatever it is he's supposed to Absolutely. be? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like he's obviously uh, messed around with a gun before. He's probably the emperor of the Alliance or something. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even put it past it because we never get any explanation about why he has such crazy security clearance. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's he's the Emperor Palpatine of of Firefly. <laughs> well, so it's interesting because it's like so now you've got maybe Zoe, evil, but <laughs> you've got Zoe Wash Book and Simon or Zoe Wash Book Jane and Simon are fighting their way onto the onto the uh, and it's a space station that Niska's on it's not a right. it's not a ship yeah um so they're fighting their way onto it now river and and uh Kaylee are the only two that are left basically to guard on the, the ship. ship yeah although river never grabs a gun before like like everyone's like yeah we're going to fight and stuff and uh Kaylee grabs like a pistol uh which just looks like a gold plate golden eagle or something oh, this, like. is, this is like the pinnacle of the episode yeah it's a it's oh yeah desert eagle she grabs and yeah i'll let you continue though well so it's very interesting because uh kaylee i can't remember did, i don't think kaylee ever shot the gun no she panics and i think like she panics she's scared she's yeah. under fire you know she's hiding and uh river she even gets like gets to the point where she's almost like 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 almost like gonna just sit there and get shot because you know like a guy walks up on her and then river like takes him out and then yeah she like peeks around the corner for a split second and there's three or four guys shooting and she looks back grabs the gun from kaylee and she kind of like smiles at kaylee and steps out Closes her eyes, steps out, doesn't even look, and just goes bam, 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 bam. Every shot yeah. is a kill shot. In the in and the, then she looks the, back at Kaylee. I think in the fifteen seconds before she did that, she was registering the gamer tag on Xbox uh, four twenty three sixty no scope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, blaze it. Yeah, 
displays it exactly yeah <laughs> yeah she does she just grabs the gun and and goes crazy Oh, I love this uh, explanation right here. It says, after River facing away from her targets, plugs three men or three men with three shots. She oh. then turns to Kaylee <laughs> and says, "No power in the verse can stop me." Yeah, the callback, to which the- is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, callback to like one of the first lines in the episode. Also, kind of makes uh, me wonder how dangerous River is now. Well, I mean, she's already taken a giant like slash into into Jane's chest at one point. Yeah, but um, Jane, like, I could see why he might deserve that, you know? Like, uh, you know, because he's Jane. Even if he didn't do anything at that yeah. time, he probably is going to At that to point, do he something. hadn't done anything yet, but this is preemptively like, hey, we're going <laughs> to slash your chest. Yeah. It's, also, um, it's also interesting in this, too, because, like, Nishka, like, pretty clearly... I'd say kills Mal, <laughs> but then Mal just comes out of nowhere and goes. Well, there was a few times that was a, there was a few times where he kills Mal technically, and then yeah. has their guys bring him back to life. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 you have to pay, uh, <laughs> which is actually very medieval of um, of Nishka. Like, you killed my friend you, Claw. You owe me some time Talon before you can die. Was was. Yeah, and he's <laughs> just like, so I'm going to torture you to death and then bring you back so I can torture you more. <laughs> like, um, But what I don't like about this episode is that they don't kill Nish- Nishka. Like, they completely kill everybody else on Wait, that station. Wait, they didn't kill him? No, they don't kill him. Nice. <laughs> Cause, well, because Mal went to, like, push him, like, out, like, you know, hauls him back up. And says something about like, haven't we, you know, uh, have we done enough killing today or something like that? I want you to come back as a Darth Vader style villain that will plague me for seasons to come. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He's trying to go to the route of Batman, where he yeah. doesn't kill <clears throat> the guys who are inevitably going to end up killing a ton more people because he let them go <laughs> right. or didn't kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then they, so, you know, it's like, woohoo, Mal is now rescued back. They're back on the ship. And then we get back to the uncomfortable parts of uh, Zoe, Mal, and Wash. And, yep. uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, Mal tells Zoe about uh, the, this explanation here. It's, it's uh, Mal's, Mal tells Zoe about his, uh, his and Wash in torture discussions about Zoe's supposed uh, passion for the captain. Basically, like, Basically, Wash is just like, oh, or Mal just says to Wash, like, are you saying that like me and Zoe should just get it on, and that way, this <laughs> unspoken thing between us will be done, you know? And then <laughs> Mal says to Zoe, he goes, I know it's a difficult mission, but you and I have to get it on. And Zoe goes, I understand. We have no choice. <laughs> Jane walks <laughs> oh, out of the room. Man, you know what you just reminded me of during this episode. What's, also, uh, you have. Uh, Inara bringing the female uh, um, client into her um, companion thing. Her quarters. And, 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 and like five times during this episode, Jane just goes, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he says it every time he sees them together. He's like, well, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> 
Like, is this a, there is, is this no the beating episode? around the bush, uh, pun intended, about what uh, yeah, what he's talking about. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> the, well, I'll be in my bunk <laughs> after he sees these <laughs> two like escorts together. <laughs> I honestly can't remember if that's the same. If if this is the same, uh, is this the same episode? Episode ten. And war stories, yeah. Yeah. I have it written down pretty like heavily in my show notes here, so it must be, but maybe I'm wrong. I could have swore that was a different uh a different episode, but I mean it might it might it might be. I do remember him saying that over and over though. Uh but it is funny because while they were um <laughs> while they while they were having this uh this discussion about like Mal saying we've got to get it on and Zoe saying I understand it's just funny because Jane walks in as this conversation's happening and then Zoe looks at uh, Mal and says, take me or take me, sir. Take me hard. And then Jane yeah, goes, that's definitely now something same. about that is just downright upsettling. Definitely. The <laughs> or unsettling. Episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, shipboard romances complicate everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and, and of course, Wash is now just sitting there like, ha ha ha. Okay. I, you made your point. Like, <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, that's I'm not seeing anything in the explanations of this episode about the uh, the female uh, the female um companion uh hmm. that part of the story. Yeah, they might I yeah, it's definitely uh I have it written as uh Nishka uh episode 10. I have pretty extensive notes. I think it probably was this episode. Yeah, yeah, it was. I could be. I, I could be wrong. I, I just don't remember. I have sc- I have scratched in giant letters. Keep wash from breaking on the electric torture post. <laughs> so it's got to be got to be the same episode. Okay, I found it. Yes, this is that episode. Yeah, because I see I see in here in the quotes it says repeated line when Jane spots Anara with her female <laughs> yeah. client. I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> yeah, he says it a few times. It's pretty heinous. <laughs> okay, can we talk about this a minute about the fact that like everyone in the entire ship is like milling around trying to act like they're busy but like staring at her completely as she's coming into the ship. Yeah, they're they're all just, like and they're there's horny. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like it's like even Kaylee's like I I mean, I knew Anara took on, you know, took on female clients, but I, you know, I never some about how pretty she was or whatever. And it's almost like Kaylee because Kaylee's been somewhat enamored with Inara and I always thought it was just yeah. a, well, I think we talked about it in the first, in, our, in the first <laughs> episode where it was like, I mean, I got such a strong vibe from them at the beginning that they were romantically involved. Uh, Inara and Kaylee. And then it just kind of, yeah, I'm pretty sure in that uh, once we got into that conversation, I'm pretty sure that's when I was abort saying abort, abort, abort. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that whole uh, story arc kind of fizzled out though. And maybe this was kind of a little bit of a callback to that, but like it, it I mean, it's, um, it is uncomfortable in a cringy sense, uh, almost the, um, the way like everyone just like stares at the client coming into the ship. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I was uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, no, you're right. Geez. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean for, for the whole companion thing to be a, 
somewhat normal thing in society for them. Like they're really like insensitive. Like the, yeah, they're fully <laughs> yeah. insensitive to it. That's a great point. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Like if they if they didn't preach about it, you know, they'd be fine doing what they're doing. But yeah, they all they all seem to care quite a bit. But they act like animals. <laughs> yeah, which is very funny. Especially the. That's I mean, you expect point. you expect point. Jane to be like, "I'll be in my bunk," but you know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think I think that's pretty good right here for uh, for part two. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I pretty agree. good. It's getting kind of intense. <clears throat> so uh, for part three, we will have four episodes left, and then we can kind of give our overall thoughts of the entire season, and um, and then of course after that, we'll be do- talking about uh, the movie Serenity. Yeah, Serenity is just gonna like I was saying earlier, <laughs> Ryan. It's gonna be an hour and a half roast of. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to see you. And of course, for those of you who are wondering, uh, ROTM Radio uh, fans, uh, Dustin is still on the show. <laughs> still with us. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, he's just he's just taking a few weeks off for the Firefly episodes uh, since he wasn't on the first one, but we're trying to get him into the, the next one and then, of course, for Serenity. So uh, we're trying to light a fire under him to watch firefly no pun intended so can we do a um could we all like watch um serenity in like a discord party is that a possibility uh i'll have to check and see where uh serenity is uh, what i could do is i'll probably just buy it off of amazon yeah and uh then i can do it that way and uh yeah we could totally make that happen um i actually attempted to do a watch party uh in our discord uh, channel um, for Firefly, but it's on Hulu, and apparently Hulu has some sort of like, don't share uh, your screen thing in place because like I can whack. only broadcast the, uh, um, and that's the reason I was gonna use uh, I I was gonna use uh, Discord for it because I was like I'm not broadcasting, I'm just sharing my screen for people who want to see it, not right. you know. So it was it was quite irritating to me that I couldn't actually do that, but yeah, I will look into it, and we will definitely. Um, um, yeah, I think a, a watch party for Serenity would be really fun. That would be fun. Um, so, uh, and we'll get Zach, Dustin, and everybody in here, and we've got a uh, we've got a watch party chat that we can, you know, sit there and send our stuff back and forth. Uh, uh, so, um, Shay, will, will you be available uh, next week uh, for a part three? Would that be okay for you? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds Sweet. great. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, um, Shay, do you have any other shout outs uh, that you wanted to give? Oh, she's uh, Mother Earth. Pretty cool. You know, <laughs> I like Fantastic. Weather and stuff. It's great. I like weather and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Qu- quote of the year. <laughs> that's, my, that's my shout out. <laughs> and my All mommy. Right, I sweet. love you, mommy. You're the best mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Zach, take it. Uh, what you got? Um, I have nothing. That is what I have for this episode. <laughs> Thank you, Shay, you for uh, joining us. It's been it's been quite fun. Yeah, man, I've I've enjoyed all of these hours spent with you guys. <laughs> it's been a lot of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. It has many more. We to actually, come. I can't wait. We to, actually I, I can't wait to cover that, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with you guys. 
Uh, we actually discussed this earlier that uh, Shay is another person like Dustin that you you can't put me and him in a room together because uh, we're just going to talk a bunch before we ever get to the actual oh, recording part. Man, anytime I ever played video games with you, it's like, all right, we're done playing for the night. It's three o'clock in the morning for me. Six o'clock in the morning comes around. We're still just talking about random shit. <laughs> uh, it's good times. Always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Shay, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show again, and we look forward to the next couple weeks of uh, wrapping up Firefly as a series and also uh, Serenity. Um, and uh, we want to thank the listeners also for listening and uh, um, and you know just being overall awesome. And uh, yeah, so we will see everybody again next week. And thank you very much, everybody, uh, for listening once again. May your best yesterdays be your worst tomorrows. And remember, don't, don't shake, shake the, the mic. mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I was waiting for that. It's like, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> don't shake the mic. <laughs>